right? I just realized we were not connected to the. I pressed the button and didn't connect. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, I I will probably get some of the effects of Irma, but a direct hit is highly improbable. Of course, so is a. Uh, so is nuclear missiles turning into a bowl of petunias and a very surprised sperm whale. Uh, you know, I, uh, ask Magrathia about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry about that. I did not mean to not push the button. Anyway, uh-huh. Miles, Michelle, Caitlin sitting in, uh, with me tonight. Kenny off for the night to attend a wedding, although I think we're still tentatively on for our weekly talisman game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, so... Uh, we got the news last night. Eric Bowling out at Fox News. Yeah, and then some um, sad news today. Well, yeah, and I, I was <laughs> going to get to that. Um, yeah, and and it looks like his 19-year-old son, Eric Craig, was it? I don't uh, remember. I don't uh, his middle name was, I think, is Craig. Um, passed away last night of suicide. Chase. Chase, okay. Eric I, Chase. Eric yeah. Chase, but uh, you know, we we don't take any joy in this, in that. No. You know, uh, contrary to what the right wing is going to tell you, we are human beings. We have hearts. We have souls. We do care, and the fact that we we don't like Eric Bowling for his policies, for his beliefs, and for yeah. the terrible things he's done and said and supported does not mean we take any sort of joy in the in the premature death of his son. No parent His only child. His only child. No parent should outlive their child. No parent should no, have should do That's that. Rough. So That's we of course here at uh I, you know, I feel comfortable in saying that we at Indie Media Weekly Radio uh extend our, our deepest condolences to the bowling family. Um yeah. As I said, you know, just because we disagree with you politically doesn't mean we want to see you, su- you know, see anyone in your family suffer or die. So, um, yeah. Uh, That's, yeah. yeah. Adam, I, you know. I think there's only one there's only one way I'd want to see members of some, somebody's family suffer. And that's if they're they're involved in the same sort of machinations that. They are. Well, I mean, even then, you know, come on. The, the, he's he's nineteen. No, I wasn't. I wasn't talking about Eric Bowling's kid. I was talking about you know, Fat Donnie and his ilk and his ilk. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, if Eric Trump got mowed down, you know, by a truck tomorrow, I wouldn't cry. You know, if I... Ivanka got mowed down, I wouldn't cry either. They're horrific people. I wouldn't wish that on them. However, if they lost all their money and became paupers overnight, I but think I'd enjoy that. Again, <laughs> here's the thing. That's the kind of suffering I'm into. Again, yeah. there's a difference between saying, I wouldn't cry, and saying, I hope that happens. Yeah, right. I know. Right. I'm, I'm sorry. Still... I'm, I'm not yeah. going to have sympathy for people who are unsympathetic, who are basically parasites on the body politic of America. Because that's what the Trump presidency is, folks. They're just latched on sucking as much blood, in this case money, 
as possible. And once the once the host can't support them anymore, they're going to go find another host. I guarantee you that if the Trump family decided to, you know, if Donald, if Schittler resigned tomorrow and sought asylum in Russia, I would not be surprised. No, I wouldn't either. You know, because uh, again, uh, he's a parasite. All people like yeah. him are parasites. You know, and as soon and as soon as you know, again, as soon as uh, the host, us, this great country, can no longer support them. Well, they're gonna they're gonna leave the host to die, and find a new host organism to attach to, and, and that's the truth. Yeah, you know. My my desire to watch Trump suffer doesn't involve him, you know, dying early. I'd like to let him to last a nice long time and watch his house of cards tumble down to nothing flat, and his kids, you know, live a nice long life watching his. Of their father's, you know, empire dissolved to nothing. That's the kind of suffering I like. <laughs> That's I don't know. I would like. I would like. I would like to. I would like to see his youngest taken care of properly. Yes. But that's because his youngest is like eleven years old. The youngest can have a chance to. It's, you know, uh, break the eh, break the mold. I, 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 I don't. Doubt I, it. I I, Trump, I have uh, doubts. Barron's been indoctrinated you, since the day he was born. He's he's a it, lost cause. It is a very rare individual that is born with a silver spoon in their mouth that cannot wind up being some kind of a sociopath that is very unempathetic, empathic with their fellow human beings. But good luck to him. I'll, I'll wish him the best, but I, I don't, I'm not, I don't have high hopes. Look, I mean, if he wants to go to okay. Russia, I'm sure we can all chip in to pay for a ticket. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I could put in a hundred dollars or so. You know, I'll take it out of my vacation fund. You know, I, yeah. But anyway, I'm conditioned that he surrenders his passport to me personally to destroy. <laughs> Sorry, well, comrade puppet. No coming back. Yeah, but uh, back to the bowling thing. Uh, that his son must have been having some serious depression. I mean, suicide's typically the kind of things where you want to escape reality. Something yeah. things are so bad, or he suffering from depression. It, you know, you know. When, we, when you start talking about people like uh, Robin Williams, um, you know, you know. Uh, I, I don't know the son. I don't know the details surrounding his death. I don't know that he, that he had some sort of mental health issues, but he may have been suffering some sort of, uh, I mean, all the, the kind of stigma that happens when your dad is going through the um, scandal that he was going through and, and the, the shadow that that puts on you as you're just now trying to start life and people, you know, looking behind, looking at you, talking to you behind your back. I mean, I grew up as a kid that was uh, bullied, and so, you know, uh, suicide really wasn't something that I, I was, I, it never got that bad for me. So, I, I know, I, I was lucky in that regard, but uh, I, it, it obviously, you know, Bowling Son had a 
something something triggered it. Something, you know, was the straw that broke the back. And I'm not going to speculate, uh, you know, I, you know, from from everything I've read, you know, Eric Bowling, despite his faults, was a loving father. Yes. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to really speculate. Who knows what happened? Maybe he was having a, yeah. a rough semester. It's in college. Too early to tell. I mean, so, I mean, that happens, you know, people think they're ready for college and they start their freshman year and it just hits them like a ton of bricks. You know, and I'm not saying that to knock him. I'm just saying that if if he was enrolled in college, especially a you know a a, a more you know a, a prominent university, I, like I said, I don't know if he was, but I'm just saying that you know I, I sometimes those high expectations, you know, like I said, it's like a ton of bricks. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I agree. But, Anyway, uh, let's get started. We got a lot of stuff. Uh, so the community calendar. Uh, Kenny will be back next week, and I, I, you know, I should be working morning, so we'll be on the air as normal for then. Uh, the twenty third, I will be off. If Kenny desperately wants to do a show, then inform me. He's more than welcome to. But I will not be available in any capacity because my little sister and my nephew will be here. On the twenty, starting the twenty third, and then the twenty eighth, AWA. Still waiting to hear about that press pass, but I am so excited. I am so excited. Very cool. You know, I'm hoping I get the press pass. I want to. I, I cannot wait to talk to Laura Bailey and Travis William. I'm actually going to try and get them to come on to talk role playing shop with us. You know, get, uh, to come on live. Oh, that would be neat. Well, I know you like Laura Bailey because of her, uh, because of what she yeah. does in Critical Role. So. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, yeah, that and, and then uh, we decided recently that um, instead of doing a three-hour mic check radio Twin Peaks special, we're just gonna do we're gonna make that we're gonna do a, a separate program uh, that will be part of our Halloween programming, and we're still looking at two, at least one, possibly two shows to talk about Game of Thrones. I think it's going to require two shows. Pretty intense show, yeah. yeah Game of I, Thrones I, has a lot going on. Yeah. It, I it, don't it, watch it, so... I was just going to say, it's not like Twin Peaks. It has a lot of dead time between events, but yeah. Yeah, uh, so we'll keep, we'll keep working on that. And... Uh, Interesting. I'm just looking at the, the uh, radar image of Irma via Key West. Potent, potent looking storm, and she is still drifting a little more west. You just keep on going west, darling. <laughs> I don't know. You really don't want her in the in the in the waters of the Gulf. I do. That, that's, bas- <laughs> that's basically. Uh, hold on, Nar. That's basically a giant storm battery. Yeah, it is. I know that. I know that. Uh, trust me, I know. I mean, it, it's going to hit somewhere. I, I know. I mean, I, I've bunkered down. I, you know, it's it's a painful, painful thing, and it's going to hit. I remember when Katrina crossed over U.S., uh, the Florida, and, and then it, it went it went nuclear it, it very quickly to Cat 5 and then took out New Orleans. 
Where's Irma going to wind up? Yeah, by all of guesses, it looks like it's going to hit the panhandle of Florida then cross over into uh, Enterprise. So, Adam, what? you should yeah. do what I do. Thanks. I know. You I know. bastard. I'm, here's my well, the advice. Problem, the, the problem is if it crosses over and then – and then and then reintensifies. There is a remote possibility it'll go up to Mississippi. Yeah, I only say this because Hurricane Gustav did that about eight years ago. Well, you know, they keep tracking it more and more to the west. Which, yeah. But uh, Adam, just do what I do. I just, you know, apparently hurricanes are attracted to people that have loving liberal thoughts and that play talisman and civilization on their computers, you need to stop that. You need to start thinking like Republican thoughts. Just, <laughs> just do things, and, the, and this hurricane will just drift off to, I don't know, somewhere else. But it's, Well, uh, I, I do, uh, I, I have the, uh, oh, shit. I have the perfect uh, response to that, which is, uh, <laughs> fuck that noise. Uh-oh. <laughs> I just, of course, I do believe in science and not that. Uh... Yes, unlike conservatives, we're not blinded by science. <laughs> nope. No. All right, so let's get started. Let's talk about DACA because, uh, uh, you know, I, I just want to know, did, did everyone here watch Jeff's uh, The Icky Elf Sessions' uh, presser? No. I missed it, sadly. I, I, you, you wouldn't believe this, but I've been kind of busy the last week. <laughs> no, really, Miles? Because <laughs> I'm telling you this. I don't know if it was just me, but he looked like he was about to... Uh, he looked like he was fondling himself behind that podium. You know, just gr- gr- happy as a clam. Yeah! I get the fuck over brown people! Booyah! Okay. I wouldn't put it past him. You know, it's like, ew, I think he just climaxed, ew. <laughs> like I told Kenny, um, oh, I, I'm thinking more of sessions, more of, instead of the Keebler Elf, I'm thinking more of like the Miss, Miss, uh, Mr. Mixelplex from the old Super Friends show. <laughs> <laughs> You know, can we get? To, we just need to get him to say his name backwards, and we can get rid of him. Uh, well, you know, uh, this guy ain't going away until Trump goes down. No, and and he's in his Miles, dream did job. You have to put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, the Icky Elf, Jeff, the Icky Elf sessions. Cut one. Oh yeah. Right now today to announce that the program known as DACA that was effectuated under the Obama administration is being rescinded. The DACA program was implemented in 2012 and essentially provided a legal status for recipients for a renewable two-year term, worker authorization, and other benefits, including participation in the Social Security program Uh, to 800,000 mostly adult illegal aliens. The policy was implemented unilaterally to great controversy and legal concern after Congress rejected legislative proposals to extend similar benefits uh, on numerous occasions to this same group of illegal aliens. 
In other words, the executive branch, through DACA, deliberately sought to achieve what the legislative branch specifically refused to authorize on multiple occasions. Such an open-ended circumvention of immigration laws was an unconstitutional exercise Liar. of authority by the executive branch. All right. Liar. Listen, listen up, you stupid and bred motherfucker. It is not your job to determine what is and is not constitutional. That is the job of the judicial branch. If you thought it was unconstitutional, you should have made that fucking argument in court. Yeah, that's pretty pretty much it. The only well, reason why they did the it. There, Sorry, go there's on. also the fact that he was being that that the legislation to enact it legally was being obstructed. Yeah, and he By, knows this because yeah, he, exactly. he was one of the obstructors. Yeah, it's not it's not Trump's job to determine what's constitutional. It's not Jeff Sessions' job. It's the court's job. So guess what? You just did what you accused President Obama of doing. Yeah, but they've been doing that a lot. That is true. This is the the that 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 is uh that that is true. That is true. Like I've lost track of how many times they they have been doing everything they they accused President Obama and even going back to President Clinton of doing. I mean, we're talking Bill here, not Hillary, but that's another story. But yeah, they've. They've even accused, you know, Bill Clinton of having done stuff that Trump did. Of course. Yeah. Remember, truth to a Republican, Rejection. truth to a Republican is what holy water is to a vampire. It's and someone's phone thing. apparently agrees with me. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to put that on mute. That that wasn't criticism. I just found, I, you know. All right, here's a, here's cut two from the Icky Elf. The effect of this unilateral executive amnesty, among other things, contributed to a surge of miners at the southern border that yielded terrible humanitarian consequences. It also denied jobs to hundreds of thousands of Americans by allowing those same illegal aliens to take those jobs. We inherited from our founders and have advanced an unsurpassed legal heritage, which is the foundation of our freedom, our safety, and our prosperity. As Attorney General, it is my duty to ensure that the laws of the United States are enforced and that the constitutional oh. order is upheld. No greater good for the overall and well-being of our republic than preserving and strengthening the impartial rule of law. Societies where the rule of law is treasured are societies that tend to flourish and succeed. Societies where the rule of law is subject to political whims and personal biases tend to become societies afflicted by corruption, poverty, and human suffering. To have a lawful system of immigration that serves the national interest we cannot ha admit everyone who would like to come here. It's just okay. I guess uh, I guess the video cut off after that. But <clears throat> you know, f fuck you. Fuck I you have sessions. only one thing to say with, with regards to that. Uh -huh. That all that stuff only applies if you are white, Christian, and male. Yeah. Oh, straight too. 
Yeah. Yeah. They, they yeah. If you're, you're you're one of the gays, do not apply. My biggest part of what he, the, the thing that I I sighed over for in exasperation, is when he talked about how his executive branch under Trump is going to execute the laws. What a crock of shit. The law what is this hospital called? St. Crock of shit? Uh, oh, God. The <laughs> law that, that stopped being enforced under Reagan was the one where they stopped prosecuting companies and people that hired the undocumented workers. Basically, they, 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 they said, we're no longer going after the drug dealers. We're going after the drug users. And they, they, they would – if you're a corporation, you can throw up a help wanted sign and start hiring undocumented perp people left, right, and center. And the, and the, and the Reagan administration said, that's fine. We're not going to prosecute you. And it's been continuing on. You know, I, th- th- this is the problem I have with uh, Clinton and Obama, but every Republican definitely because their corporate people love low-wage workers. And it suppresses the, the, the income of everybody. By doing this crap. Well, yeah, and, and it also uh, suppresses. And the he's union. saying he's enforcing the law. Fuck him. Of course not. It's not about the so law. Emotional about that, but no, 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 no. It's, no. it's fine. No, no I, I don't blame you. And, and to, you know, again, Jeff Sessions is this uh, big hunk of inbred love. Thank you, Cro- <laughs> thank you, Crow T Robot. So it looks like, uh, but uh, yeah. Again, it's not his job to determine what's, uh, you know, unconstitutional. If he really feels that way, he should have taken it to court. But he would have lost. We all know that. DACA is entirely well, and constitutional. There's, 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 the, there's the other thought of, you know, oh, not, not everybody can be allowed in this country. Yeah. Like from 1882 to 1940, people of Chinese descent, and which was later expanded to people of all Asian descent, you know, of Asian or Asian origin, weren't allowed in this country. And then from 1940 to 1967, the quota was 150 people per year. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and I, are we done with sessions? <laughs> yeah. We're I done with sessions. It's a good time for a break. Yeah. I, I Yeah, it is. All right, we'll be right back after this with more uh, audio about DACA, uh, some Eric Taliban action late, and of course, Nerd Talk. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Living proof that you don't have to be crazy to host this show, but it helps. <laughs> Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
on a train wreck Tantamount to pyramid Or maybe a recliner I'm useful as a buggy wheel I'm good as any buggy wheel I'm useful as a buggy whip And you, you, you are too Just forget her I'm useful as a buggy wheel I'm good as any buggy wheel I'm useful as a buggy wheel And you, you, hey, you are too And rig them all to Swiss cap, bungee full and all the way to real estate in China. Silicone rat bait like I want a train wreck. Tantamount to pyramid, maybe you're a recliner. 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 I'll be useful as a buggy whip. I'm good as any buggy whip. I'm useful as a buggy whip, and you, you, you are too.
Hi, this is Adam Hebert of Mike Check Radio and Midnight Sun. Normally, we here at Indie Media Weekly would do these station IDs, but today we have a special guest. You're listening to Indie Media Weekly, and I'm Lex Lang. That's IndieMediaWeekly.com, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Stay with me and experience the glory of Plaid Sundays, two gigantic hours of grunge running from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Indie Media Weekly. Whether it's the distorted guitars or the emotive lyricism, few can deny the lasting influence of a genre that dressed down a generation. So turn it on and get inspired. It works for me, and I know that I'm not the only one. Plaid Sundays, only on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Ciao. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m., the Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. You're just a big, fat panda. I'm not a big, fat panda. I'm the big, fat panda. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we are back. Join me as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM or Galaxy Master of Mike Trek Rio Damier and in the Media Weekly at large, Miles Lagon. Jade, ready to go. So I, 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 do you mind if I ask a question? Because I'm genuinely curious. I'll, I'll say no. I don't mind. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So you, you <laughs> said before that you work for a utility. Um, I do. And, you know, there was the possibility that you may end up having to work 13 days in rows, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It, now my question in the is, past, but go my, ahead. my question is, I assume that you have like a designated area that's yours. Is that yes. correct? So yes. is it possible that, you know, you may get sent to a different area or do they usually just have you stay in your area? And if that's not affected, you're okay. If, uh, let's just hypothetically say that the storm, uh, really kind of skirts us by the area in West Palm that I work in. We don't suffer really significant damage. And let's just say the storm just continues on and totally mops the floor with some place like, say, Enterprise, Alabama. And Enterprise, Alabama needs all kinds of work. What they would do is ask for volunteers to say, hey, we need extra manpower up and volunteer. And then it goes by seniority. Who wants to go? And it goes right down the list. 
And, so and I'm guessing typically that, ask for volunteers. And since you have two weeks of vacation coming up, I'm guessing you will not be volunteering. I don't volunteer anyway because uh, the, the woman I happen to be married to likes me home. <laughs> 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 she doesn't want me going off to other states and, you know, the paychecks will be amazing, but no. I, I, my my home life is very. I value it too much. No, I, I'm not knocking you for that. That that's very, very commendable, Miles. That that's very commendable. That you you would, you know, walk away. You know, leave all that money on the table because you value your home life. I, I respect. Well, that. I still get good amounts because when people leave here, it typically means there's more work for the rest of us, and that it it, it still increases the workload, and so. I, I make well, I make out fine. It's good. I, I know. I was just curious about how that would work, but since it looks like it's going west, and it looks like it'll still cross Florida, but it won't hit your area that hard. So I was wondering, you know, like I said, how that would affect what you said. I because I said I'm just curious. It won't. I won't. We won't know till the damage. If we just suffer tropical force winds, eh, eh, I don't expect anything serious. But if we experience hurricane force winds and stuff starts getting knocked down. That 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 is like that's more significant and uh, yeah, yeah that's something to deal with. But uh, I mean it's it's not like we're gonna it, it, by all by all everything I'm looking at doesn't look like West Palm's gonna suffer a direct hit. It already looks like it's we're just gonna be you know. But Tampa, yeah. whoo! Tampa and Naples, oh my gosh, they are in for a war. They, yeah, they it looks are like right we're in the crosshairs. Yeah, it looks like we're gonna, you know, we're right in the path of it, but it probably won't be a hurricane by the time it gets here. Hope not. That that's hurricanes are not fun. Yeah. Unless unless you're at home, you know, painting talisman figs. <laughs> All right, also joining us out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM, Dungeon Master of uh, Mike Trekker with Adam Hebert, Michelle Ligon. Hello, hello. Yes, I am here. <laughs> I think we're also going to have to spend some time during Nerd Talk talking about my new obsession. Okay. Critical Role, starring uh, Matt Mercer. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, uh, and a bunch of other uh, anime voice acting nerds. And of course, when I say nerds, I use that with the utmost respect. Is that the big D and D game that's on? That's like uh, for an hour or per episode yeah, or something. It's like yeah, five, we, four ep- hours per episode, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So and uh, sitting in for uh, both Kenny and John, pulling double duty because she's just that damn good. Caitlin, Chris, out of Des Moines, Iowa. Iron or, iron or coal, Caitlin? See what I did there? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. <laughs> corn. Adam, corn. <laughs> I was... Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> let's get to... I give up. All right. Um... Uh, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? What do I want to do? Chris Kobach. This guy oh, is him. such a massive asshole. Uh, uh, Adam, is he is he is he as big an asshole to make Rush Limbaugh look small? Uh, you know, I think they're both kind. You know, they're like a a a, a binary star system of asshole. 
There you go. Thank you. I for that. Thank you. And I, I would like to remind our friends. I would like to remind our friends of Florida that in the event of hurricane flooding, you can use Rush Limbaugh as a flotation device. A very large flotation device. Not if he's not there. Oh right, they craned him out. They they had to get the, the you know. <laughs> Oh. Operation Limbaugh drop. <laughs> that, that's what I heard. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Operation Limbaugh drop. We'll get to some hypocrisy. Sun. <laughs> Up from the depths, thirty stories wide. Breeze, Larton. Anyway, we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, Chris Kobach talking smack about the dreamers old uh, admission to any category of people and he used that statutory authority to do the uh, the travel ban so he okay, had so statutory you... authority there the DACA actually violates three different stat federal statutes that say you can't do this but so let me ask you difference. this then if you're relying on Congress then you say this needs to be a legislative fix why do you oppose that legislative fix you've come out and said you're against Congress because... doing something about it but sure. it, it, what's your R problem with right that? Uh, as a matter of policy, so setting aside the law, and I agree Congress has the power to do this, I would vote against it because right now you have a huge problem in the labor market for young Americans. The average age of uh, the median age of a DACA student, or not student, DACA person is about 25 or so, and you've got massive unemployment among American high school graduates who are seeking jobs 17% unemployment, 31% underemployment, uh, even college graduates are 12% underemployed in America. These are U.S. citizens. So why in the world would we legalize an additional 1.7 million people to compete against our own U.S. citizens who can't get a job or who are working part-time with a college degree? Because they're doing jobs, the average argument, uh, uh, argument Adam, Adam, American doesn't want to do. You know, remember uh, when, rem well, when Georgia... I when Georgia said, you know, when Georgia told, you know, uh, uh, migrant workers, we don't want your kind here, what happened? They had they had <laughs> crops rotting in the field. The peaches oh, yeah. rotted on the trees. Yeah. Peaches, <laughs> yeah. Oh, those poor farmers. And I, I use poor with air quotes. <laughs> they stood on their own retard. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's... I understand that the uh, the youth of this country are having difficulties uh, finding work, and uh, I would say that the amount of people that the uh, DACA influences is not nearly a, as effect uh, a big effect as say giving tax cuts to companies that want to shift jobs overseas. That is a bigger influence on the the job markets in our country than uh, DACA is. Yeah, because right now they're being they're rewarded but, for for shipping American jobs out. Exactly. But you won't yeah. hear a peep out of that because no, the of corporate course masters not. don't no. You know, the corporate masters all you know, uh, you know, own the 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 GOP. Yeah, they also have some, you know, tendrils in the in the Democrats, which to be fair, it's on both sides. I know. I'd, I'd love for it to be solved, but uh, you know what? Obama was in office for how long, and it's still going on. But then again, we ha we we focus on healthcare. At least we got that. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Cut to. 
Based on the That's economic part say. of it, sec so so I get that your argument is based on the economic part of it, but there are estimates that the U.S. GDP could go down some $400 billion, these huge numbers. You know it's going to affect Kansas. There are estimates out that it's maybe $300 million in your state. So, so why not keep these people, the vast majority of whom have work permits, they either work or do go to school, why not keep them in this country to help with the economic market? I, is I it so important to you? I think many people look at the overall GDP number, they just say, okay, here's the total GDP and here's how much it would go up with these more people in the country. That is too superficial. You have to look at GDP per capita. So you can bring in uh, uh, 2 million, 3 million, 5 million illegal aliens tomorrow and it will increase our GDP because you have more bodies in the United States. But, you but per capita, per person, GDP will go down. Wealth will go down in America. So when you look at it per person, it doesn't help our individual situation. So and you talk, you're talking about American, young Americans who won't have those jobs and we'll see wages depressed because the Let's, labor force in those markets grows and that drops down wages. Wages have been stagnant in America for almost 30 years. Yes, because mm. of Republican mm. economic policies. When Clinton and Obama was in were in charge, wages went up and unemployment went down. It's almost like Democrats know what they're doing, Caitlin. Yeah, I know. And and to think, Kobach might be getting paid, oh, I don't know, by the Koch brothers? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, um, it, it, it's pretty bad. I mean, who, who would expect that when you get a job that you expect to get a job that will give you a living wage? Really? Mm. I mean... When you went, uh, this is going to cost, uh, mm, I don't know. This is really a, a, a really rough situation. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm for DACA. I'd love for these, uh, you know, kids that, through no fault of their own are stuck in limbo between They're countries. American in, you know, in every way but name. In every way but, yeah, I get it. Yeah, and, and what's what's worse is it's like, you know, you <laughs> – they, they, they call Don Jr. and Eric Trump kids. Uh-huh. Who yeah. does? Fox? But Fox, you know, Trump's people, whatever. Okay. But, you know, but so they, so they can't take any responsibility because they're kids. But yet these, the, the Dreamers and the, DACA, the people affected by DACA directly were brought here by their parents when they were when they were kids and there's and are trying to take responsibility for this but Kobach yeah. and sessions are like Huge you know you're standard. illegal yep they stress that illegal any chance they can get and it 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 just bothers me to no end yep yeah. all right yeah. uh cut uh, cut three go Secretary, let me ask you this then. 780,000 people roughly are here, young people under DACA right now, under this program. If this program ends and is rescinded, 886,000. What are these people supposed to do? Should they self-deport? Should ICE go after them and round them up? Um, what I would suggest they do is that they go back to their home country, get in line with the hundreds of thousands of people from their home country who are trying to do it legally. We forget about the people who are you know, trying to follow but our laws. these dreamers are here I suggest legally. they try to follow our laws too. No, These dreamers are here legally they're, now. They're One of them. Let me ask you this, this temporary well, status. Let me per, let me personalize a little bit because there's, there's there's some you mentioned eight hundred thousand dreamers roughly in this country. One of them is is uh, 
Angel Romero. He was brought here illegally when he was two years old. And I want you to listen to what he has to say here. I basically got the message that my country doesn't want me here. It, it's trying to get rid of me. And that was, it was very confusing. If you could talk to somebody like him or to somebody like Jesus Contreras, who is a paramedic working in Houston, who is here under the DACA program, he's a dreamer. What is your message individually to him? A couple of things. One is that he's gotten a great gift from the American taxpayer. He's gotten the best free public mm. education in the Western Hemisphere. And, you know, he should be grateful because we, the taxpayers, have paid for that. And we're saying, look, if be part of the American country, then do it legally. Go to the home country. But your parents who brought you in illegally could taxes. go with you. They're, they're yeah, they're paying taxes. They, he's, he's, been here, he's been here since he was two. You dumb dick. This is his and home country. Only, and not only that, you, you, you hear him talk about, oh, our, you know, the greatest educational system. Yeah, that Chris Kobach and his ilk are trying to kill. Not just well, I would make the case they already have. It's too, it's too late. Well, the I know, but education in, in, system in is some dead. Place, in some places they already have, but you know, but overall, Chris Kobach and his ilk, as in you know, his wing of the Republican Party, are trying to kill the education system. Yeah, but I'm just saying that you know, you got to remember that a, an educated populace is not what the Republican Party wants. They want stupid reactionary imbeciles. They That's want the public base. education system killed. They want their their own spawn want, to be able to, you know, they want the Well, no, they want the public education system to basically become an indoctrination camp for Republicans. That's, you know, that's basically what their end goal is. Cut, uh, and here's the final cut. They're also paying taxes when they're here oh, as dreamers. Right, yeah. So they're, sure. they're, they're not the relying vast, on the, the yeah, American uh, taxpayer. They're relying on themselves as well, right? Well, no, you know... No, that's not correct. The vast majority do not pay enough in taxes to compensate for the benefits that they are receiving from the government. So they're net takers from the system. So yeah, paying some tax. We all pay some taxes when we buy a, a pack of gum at the store. But that doesn't mean that we're paying our that right, we're that's uh, not carrying that's our weight in the American economy. That's not what we're economy. talking about here. In, in addition to the idea that they pay taxes, they also give a lot of information to the government. Yeah. Okay. Uh, part of DACA is. They, you know, they get a social security number, and so they pay payroll taxes, they pay income taxes, and those payroll taxes, they don't get back in the form of social security or Medicare. So the idea yeah, that they're, they're net not takers, they're not, the, the idea that they're net takers is bullshit. It's bullshit. It's a lie. Chris Kobach, you know, and I believe he's Catholic, so uh, you might want to go to confession, buddy. Because lying's a sin. Like, yeah, like all these nut takers that are in all these red states. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yes, they are American citizens, but they're still taking from the system. You know. Net taker. You mean like, oh, a certain person living at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, supposedly? Yeah. 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 You know, I, I will say that, you know, in those four clips, I heard, I definitely heard over 9,000 lies. It's over 9,000! <laughs> I just, you know, I really wish Chris Sabat were going to be at AWA just so I could tell him, you know, you're in my box, right? Because <laughs> I got like three of his clips, including this one. What? Cool. 
So, all right. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Michelle Malkin, noted anchor baby. You know, why Ooh, do one people... of Michelle's favorite God. people. Why oh, do people ask her to come on and talk about immigration? This is a woman because who benefited she's, because from she's illegal activity. Adam. Well, yeah, but this is a woman who benefited from illegal activity. Her ass should be deported before any of the dreamers are. Yeah. Okay. Her parents came here illegally and had her hateful ass. I'm sorry. They didn't, she wasn't born so much as shit out. You know... <laughs> and right, and so I she, refuse to I refuse she, to acknowledge her existence. So did are, are she you actually? Asking, uh, all right. Are you asking? Did she me to become skip a citizen person? Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm not asking you to skip over it. I'm I'm saying, you you know how you know I'm I'm basically disavowing her ethnic her ethnicity. I see. I see. Oh, yes, uh, yes. My, to answer your question, Miles, she was born here. Her parents came here illegally. Had her, and oh, so anchor got, baby got it. Yeah, anchor baby. And th- this is not conjecture. This isn't rumor. This is this is fact. This is documented fact. She's an anchor baby. That's fine. And that, like I said, it's also my do- parents. My parents. My parents were on student visas when they when when they arrived here, and I was when I was born. Yeah. So, you know, and, and if she, you know, I I know she's not listening, so I don't give a shit. But you know, it, it, you know, if she thinks I'm wrong, come at me, bro. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm right here, you know, uh, but, uh, yeah, like I said, she wasn't born so much as shit out, so she's a very hateful person. Here's cut one. Thank you, Lou. Let's start with DACA. Your reaction, your thoughts. This has been in the works for a long time. The open borders lobby, of course, seeing the long-term strategy here of designating a privileged political class with an insatiable appetite for government entitlement. And that's what the DACA and DAPA programs have been. These are handouts. They're illegal aliens, blanket waivers, and a, a work permit program. And, uh, and, you say and, there's no, what, and you say there's no such thing as a deserving dreamer, irrespective no, of I any don't. of that. Why no, is that? No, I don't. Well, that phrase keeps uh, repeating itself over and over again from the mouths of both the cheap labor lobby on the left and the right. Oh, they deserve protection. They don't deserve to be punished. Look, a lot of people in America, law-abiding Americans and law-abiding immigrants for that matter, um, are born into unfortunate circumstances. This is not how uh, we come up with public policy based on pulling the, the heartstrings. Uh, but that's what you guys do all the time. That's not a fetus. That's a baby. Mm. She is really good at spewing out those. What are they? They're like key words. Like talking uh, points. Yes. I mean, the talking points is, is talk. Yeah, but I'm talking about like elitism and. Uh, these these word these are power words for the Republicans use that apply to them. It's serious projection, but they try and over and over, and they, they keep repeating it as if it applies to liberals, which they just anyway. Well, well didn't their big their big Republican hero give blanket amnesty to a whole group of uh, <laughs> uh, immigrants yeah. back in what the eighties? Yep. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> 
So we're, we're, we we have to send those people back too, since that's blanket amnesty and illegal. I I, right? you know, I think we should start with Michelle Malkin, provided I get <laughs> to send her back to whatever shithole she came from on the end of my foot. Mm, send her parents back, but the Constitution is, says she's a citizen. But if we apply the standard she wants to, she isn't. I'm yeah, okay with the, the, you know. prob- the problem is if we, if we apply the standard she wants to apply, I wouldn't be a citizen either. Neither would Marco Rubio. Well, Rubio, I'm not, <laughs> not as sure of. Ted Cruz, I'm R- definitely here's the thing. not sure Here's of. the thing about Rubio. Here's the thing about Rubio. Rubio is a part of that privileged class that Republicans want. Do you think they would have? Do you think they would let Cubans into America if they weren't a reliable Republican constituency? That's no, why, no, that's that's why they don't they don't like Cubans. They tolerate them because they tend to vote Republican. Yeah. Yep. And every time they're, they start to the think about ones. every time they start to think about going off the plantation, they got to do, you know, oh, we got to panic or we're going to lose Florida. You know. You know, I, like I said, that's just the truth. I mean, uh, the you know, I, I I'm not saying I have a problem with Cubans. I have no problem with anyone trying to find a better life here. But the fact matters is, is that they're allowed to break the law because they're a reliable Republican constituency, and that's it. Yeah, that's what the Republican it, it, Party sees. They see, okay, they vote for us, so yeah, we'll let them in and give them free citizenship and you know, blankets and ponies and food. You know, they deserve it because they like us. It's the old Republican mindset. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, I don't think we got time for anything else, so we're going to go to break and we come back. Uh, We'll have some stuff. uh, Well, well, some stuff from Sebastian uh, Gorky Pig Gorka. And uh, some stuff from the American Taliban. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. That's the end of Act One. Intermission time. Go get some snacks! Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
show starts in two minutes. Show starts in one minute. The show. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Wait, stop! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. <laughs> There's a storm coming, all right. <laughs> and it's coming after yeah. you, people. <laughs> yes, right. it is. And we're back. <laughs> Actually, it looks like it's coming for me. And then, of course, oh, we got to remember, you know, winter is coming. Yes. Uh, yeah, winter's <laughs> here. <laughs> anyway, or there. Me, we're yeah. back for uh, we're back for hour number two here on Mike Trickray with Adam Hebert. Join me as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM, Michelle Legon. Hello, hello. I'm here until the storm blows me away. 
All right, and uh, also joining us here, uh, as always, out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Miles Lagan, the GM of Mike Check Radio. Greetings and hello. And John Kendall is out because, as I mentioned earlier, Missoula, Montana is literally, not figuratively, on fire. So, yeah. yeah. I've been through wildfires before here in Florida. We had some pretty nasty ones a, a long time back, and they are scary as all get out. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully he feels better. And Kenny Pick is at a wedding, so but he will be back next week. And then, uh, like I said, Miles and Michelle will be off the twenty third and the thirtieth. Yes. Uh, and hopefully they'll come back with uh, interviews with both John Fieldsang and uh, Trace Beaulieu and Frank Conniff. Keeping fingers crossed. When you say interviews, you want us to tape conversations with them? I was kind of hoping for something, you know, live. Oh, that's my plan. I was going to invite them to be on, on the show. Yeah, oh. that's, the, that's what I <laughs> Yes, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes. We, we, we just need those business cards. Uh, you know, <laughs> shit, that's right. I got to order them. Oh, shit, 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 shit. It's okay. That's I wonder okay. how long it'll take to send you guys some once they get here. Because I can't afford... Print some. Okay. Anywho. Uh, and sitting in for Kenny and uh, John pulling off double duty because she's just that damn good. Caitlin Chris. What? You mean it's not Sunday? <laughs> Since uh, they usually yeah. do this for John on Sundays. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's get uh, get to this. Um, oh, shit, shit, shit. There's just so much, so much, so much. I I way over prepared for for tonight. But you know what? It's like I I always say. You know, I believe in what the MythBusters believe in. Which is that something's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. Doing is worth overdoing. Exactly, yes. <laughs> yes. And, of course, failure is always a possibility. <laughs> the, sto- the story of my life, ladies and gentlemen! <laughs> uh, Steve Bannon, uh, who I would like to remind my audience, loyal listeners, looks like the guy who your parents told you to stay away from if you didn't want to end up on a milk carton. Yeah, well, that guy looks. Yeah, that guy looks like a a, a giant walking anal cyst. No, I I'm thought sorry. that was Rush Limbaugh. Well, Bannon too, looks but... a bit more like Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> 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 All right, let's get to this where he talks about the uh, DACA. <sighs> Can I remind you, a good Catholic, that Cardinal Dola as opposed to what's happening with DACA. Cardinal Dolan. The Catholic Church has been terrible about this. Okay, the, the bishops have been terrible about this. By the way, you know why? You know why? Because unable to really to, 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 to come to grips with the problems in the church, they need illegal aliens. They need illegal aliens to fill the churches. That's, it's obvious on the face of it. That's what, that's what the entire Catholic bishops condemning. They have an economic interest they have an economic interest in unlimited immigration, unlimited illegal immigration. And as much as Boy, that's a tough thing to say about your church. 
as much as I respect Cardinal Dolan and the bishops on doctrine, this is not doctrine. This is not doctrine at all. I, I totally respect the Pope, and I totally respect the Catholic bishops and cardinals on doctrine. This is not about doctrine. This is about the sovereignty of a nation. And in that regard, they're just another guy with an opinion. Fuck off. Uh, you know, fuck off, Steve. And apparently he doesn't realize that, you know, there are churches all over the world that, you know, the Catholic Church, you know, apparently he missed the idea that the Catholic Church doesn't just exist in the United States. Apparently he didn't get that memo, guys. Apparently. Yeah. I don't think he cares. You know, and that's no. the thing is that he's basically, he, he, you know, if you're Catholic, I speak as someone who was, you don't get to pick and choose. What the Pope says, what the Archbishop says, what the Cardinal says goes. Or, there's the door. Don't let it hit you on the ass on the way out because we don't want your nasty ass greasy prints on our nice door. What he did was basically try to undermine the authority of the church by saying they're compromised. Yeah. They're, and can you imagine what would happen if a democratic, you know, a democratic Catholic said that? They'd be excommunicated <laughs> in a heartbeat. At the very least, they would be denied Holy Communion, probably excommunicated. Because let me tell you, we know that's how the Catholic Church reacts to any Democrat who's, who says, no, you don't get to dictate women's private medical decisions catholic church i believe in your in your doctrine about the sanctity of life but i don't believe you have the authority to impose that on other people they excommunicate them they hold they they hold them they hold you know they withhold holy communion basically say all right you're going to hell until you give us what we want it's basically religious extortion been that way for centuries yep you know, and that's why I say it's time to start taxing the Catholic Church. Until such time as they stop, you know, again, using their faith as a billy club, they have to be treated as a political entity as long as they say you cannot be Catholic and support pro-choice legislation. I'm sorry, they need to be taxed. Can we do that to um, Joel Olstein? Yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, the stunningly stupid Steve King. Oh, God. If we shut off the DACA <laughs> program, and there are 800,000 of them in the United States today, they would deploy, and I use that word that way, back to their home territories most likely. And they would go back there with a U.S. taxpayer-funded education. Many of them are college education. They mm -hmm. would have top-notch English skills. They would understand how a free enterprise economy works, how a generally corrupt free society, first world works. They would have seen oh the transportation systems we have, the educational system, the research and development systems that we have, how civilized people interact with each other. All of that would go with them back to their home countries and wouldn't that be the best economic and cultural development, a civilizational development that, say, Mexico could ever experience? Be to get if these are their best and brightest, some of them are, uh, mm -hmm. but it, just give it to the people that advertise DACA. And what if their words are right? Send them back home again. It'll have far more impact than you'll get out of Peace Corps volunteers. Wow, Congressman, so, I. College is not free. Yeah, uh, I know. Here, here's, here's his double standard on him. 
he's talking about, yeah, you get an American education, you are, by his own standards of how high up he's uh, putting the American education system on a pedestal, the DACA people are the best and the brightest. And he wants to kick them out of the country. Yeah, and he expects them to sing the they, praises of America. They'll benefit their own country. Right. No, no, he, no, no. But yeah, I'm talking about the point that he wants to send the best and brightest out of our country. Yeah. Out. Mm-hmm. To benefit other countries. That un-American... F word. He, do, he doesn't see them as the best and brightest of our country, though. He just put our American education system on a pedestal, saying it was the best. And these DACA people now have that. Ergo, the double speaking double where he's concerned is unbelievable. That this is my point. He's talking yeah. both. Uh, he's trying to put them down, but at the same time, he's talking up what they've got. You can't my, do. All right, go ahead. My biggest chuckle on that when he said it, that, that that they will have all the blessings and the knowledge of what a corrupt, <laughs> a corruption-free country yeah. can do for them. Yeah, yeah corruption right. Free. Corruption <laughs> free. My ass is corruption free. I've got a bridge to sell you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, apparently Steve King's mom never taught him not to, you know, touch himself in public because that's that's basically what he was doing. <laughs> Stroking his ego. Oh yeah. He's Ugh. been doing that for quite a while. I know. How I- I can't stand the man. How, is this, oh. how does how I can't what, either? What is with Iowa? They sent Joni Ernst to the Senate because she knows Don't how to castrate. Me. I, voted, I voted. I voted for the other guy. I know that, but I mean, in what world is castrating pig balls a qualification for higher elected office? Because they smeared Bruce Braley. Of course they did. You see, you so And this, 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 this was based, this was basically so that um, Grassley, you know, Mr. Ass himself could could Schmuck have Astley. somebody. Yeah, pretty much. Um, could have somebody who who would be, you know, his his acolyte. Yeah. Well, hold on one second. I wonder what this one is. There are so many things wrong with this oh. picture. Yeah. That that actually works. So hey. Wow. Boy. Yeah, this this Stephen King guy can go. Ugh. Yeah, I just I don't get what you know. It's like Iowa looks at the belt and says, "That guy's name sounds white and Republican enough." Click. Yeah, well, unfortunately, that section of Iowa. He has very... a pretty mouth. Woo-hoo! Yeah, pretty much. He's got. That's a, that. His district is very white, very Christian, very fundamentalist, and very, very stu- Republican. Very stupid. You could just said that. Yeah, that too. All right, because uh, because they, they 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 were they they were um Trumpaholics, shall we say? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, pa 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 pa. Let's uh let's let's segue and talk a little bit about the uh, the American Taliban, shall we? Is that a yes? 
Sure. Like, go for it. I'm not, I'm not, guys. It was, guys, I'm not. It was silent consent. I'm not a mind reader here, okay? I'm smart. I'm not psychic. Psycho, (laughs) that's another story. Anyway. They are the Taliban wing of American politics, and we all ought to be a little worried about them. This is America shaking its fist at God Almighty. He's had some statements that, to me, sound kind of liberal. Convert them or kill them. And then three branches of government that the executive, legislature, and the judicial. Ignorance is strength. You gotta marry these girls when about 15 or 16, they'll pick you up. We need a resurgence of patriotism in this country. You know, when, when is being American ever a bad thing? You are cursed to hell! And they can even call themselves Republicans. The Republicans certainly should. But we should call them what they are. The American Taliban. Homo Akbar. All right. Let's see. Button, button, who's got the button? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the deep. That sounds like, an, sounds like a question I don't want to know the answer to. <laughs> I'm evil, guys. I'm not that evil. Calm down. <laughs> All right. Janet Mefford talking about our LGBT brothers and sisters. California lawmakers want to force doctors and nursing home staffs to deny their consciences. This is the Daily Signal headline updating a story that really came about in February. That was when California State Senator Scott Weiner introduced SB 219 in an effort to enact the Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Long-Term Care Facility Residence Bill of Rights. That's a mouthful. It had already passed the California Senate. It would impose criminal sanctions on individual staff members of nursing homes and similar facilities who willfully and repeatedly fail to use a resident's preferred name or pronoun or prohibit a resident from using a bathroom consistent with his or her gender identity. It would also criminalize refusing to provide medical or non-medical care specific to transgender individuals, I'm not sure what that would be, where doing so unduly demeans the resident's dignity or causes avoidable discomfort. So demeaning dignity is now a crime. Yes, as it should be. As for, to answer your question, Janet, um, denying medical care is denying medical care. That guy is transgender. That guy is gay, so I'm not going to perform the life-saving heart operation he needs. Uh, that person is, a, that woman is a lesbian, so I am not going to, you know, to uh, uh, give her the blood transfusion she desperately needs. That's what it means. I shouldn't have to explain this, you stupid woman. Oh, Wow. Oh. Wow! It, it, it's not that difficult of a concept here. No, it's not. I it, sure. it, it, but it's it, it really it, it, it it's gonna be meat for the base. I would say. Yeah, yeah I mean, is it, is it, isn't refusing treatment or. You know, basically, if it's going to do more harm than good, isn't that in violation of the Hippocratic Oath that all medical personnel have to take anyway? Well, it depends on the version of the Hippocratic Oath. And the one that, that I'm most familiar with, it's not quite that uh, kind. Yeah. It actually uh, has some really dark parts in it. All right, here's <clears throat> cut two. 
While this Bill of Rights would be inserted into a section of California's Health and Safety Code that arguably does not criminalize these actions, the bill itself amends another section, the Residential Care Facilities for the Elderly Act, to include prohibitions against violating the Bill of Rights. Violation of this law is punishable by up to one year of incarceration and a $1,000 fine, regardless of criminal or civil penalties imposed by other code sections for the same violation. Now, as of August 21st, the latest version of the bill provides no religious exemptions for facilities or individual staff members with sincerely held religious beliefs about human nature that run contrary to the bill's ideological assumptions. Now, this gets back to a very important situation and an important point that we need to make. There are an awful lot of religiously affiliated nursing homes regulated under California law. And when you consider that we are not to bear false witness as Christians, we cannot call people by the opposite pronoun that they really are. We can't. It's lying. It's engaging in a fiction that is dishonest. You lie all the time. Everything you say is a lie. I'm honestly surprised that when you pick up your Bible to read it, you don't burst into flames. Is so someone this law typing that or clapping? Is, uh, okay. Is someone typing? It's not me. Sorry. It, no, no. It wasn't. Again, wasn't criticism, guys. I, I was just, I was just making a joke. Okay. No, that's good. Uh, but yeah, her. Mm, so this law is going to ban discrimination of yes. a uh, certain type of nature, and she's against its implementation. She yes. wants her. Gosh, I'm going to says... use the word bigotry to uh, be unopposed. She says, we can't lie and call you the pro- pronoun you want. She lies all the time. Right. If you, you know, all cons- How can you tell a conservative's lying? It's easy. Are their lips moving? Do they have a pulse? <laughs> can they fog a mirror? You know, they're yeah. easy tests. You know, it's, it, they're easy tests. All right, cut three, go. And the government cannot compel you to lie. That's what this is all about. That's the fundamental issue. And the fact that they will make no religious exemptions shows the fury with which they view us. And that's really not an overstatement, by the way. It's not an overstatement. This has been a discussion for the last several years among the homosexual activist community where they say there shouldn't be any religious exemptions. We can't allow religious bigotry to lead to discrimination of our community. Well, that's how they see it. It's totalitarian. It's our way or the highway. There's no compromise. There's no giving in. There's no seeing your side of the story and acknowledging that we live in this multicultural, multi-religious you know, country and that we all have to live together. And All right, I'm done with this. You don't, you hate the fact that we're multi-religious. You hate the fact that we're multicultural. You want a white, Christian, Protestant, preferably straight country. I'm sure if I went through my archives of everything this idiot said, I can find that exact, those exact words. They won't let us be bigots anymore. Well, they won't openly. let me be a shameless asshole. I was, about to, I was about to say, Adam, I was about to say, well, they won't be, they won't let us be mean to other people. 
They won't let me be a total ass. <laughs> I'm There's so someone... discriminated against. There's someone I can't stand and I have to treat them fairly? It sucks. <laughs> you know, I have to treat everyone at my work fairly. Even if they start, you know, say, insulting me and my coworkers for actually serving them. Because, you know, we supposedly serve the best customers in the world. <laughs> I'm sorry. My allergies are acting up. <laughs> you, you when, know how those allergies uh, get you know Kaylin can tell you about my middle finger allergies you know the muscles in my middle yep. finger just go out of control and lock <laughs> <laughs> gotta ice uh, that puppy down <laughs> there's a limit to how much I'll take from a customer but uh, I, I well you know fortunately I work in this the, the part of the company that doesn't involve customers but I still bump into them every now and then oh well is what it is is that the last of this woman yes so I think we have enough time I think think calling her a woman might be too nice but then I also consider calling Steve King a man being too nice so I refuse to, to share a gender or a species with Steve King. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. I would. I refuse to as well. Heck, I refuse to share a state with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not gonna... in his district, thank God. But it, <laughs> it's a little heaven. too close for comfort, if you know what I'm thank saying. He- yeah, thank heaven for small miracles, right? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, David Young is no better, not much better, because he used to be... Um, Ashley's um, chief of staff. Yeah. You know, I, I just, you know, every time someone votes for these idiots, I just want to ask them. So tell me, what's it like living in a constant haze of stupidity? <laughs> Can you give me an answer? Yeah. Just answer the question. What's it like? I want to know. I want to know what it's like to have your head so far up your ass that you can give yourself your own colonoscopy. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> For, uh, when I when I bump into these right wingers, and I will engage them, uh, you know, there's you know, there, I know other people that don't want to, but it, I basically I I, for, for, I listen to what they say, because you know the more rope you have, <laughs> it's easier to hang them. But as soon as they slip up and they reveal, they will reveal what their uh, preference is, whether it's religious, whether it's racist. Whether it's just being like libertarian, you know, I don't want any kind of, you know, socialism bad, you know, you know, it's really once you find out what they're, and then you can pick them apart from there. Oh, you know, it's it's just like so you got a problem with whatever, blah blah. blah. Anyway, just listen to them, and then you can just, you know, I mean, you don't need to yell at them. You just point out facts, and you know, my favorite. They thing don't is like that, Miles. They, no, don't. they don't. No, when I hold up that mirror and point out what they said is stupid. They don't like it in a lot. They get so unhappy. Oh yeah. I can't. I, I've lost. I don't know how many people have blocked me on Facebook. They're right wingers. I guarantee you. I've got people on Facebook that read what I <laughs> follow my posts because they just love to watch me lit, light them up. But uh, it, it's uh, <laughs> it's fun. F- Facebook is my playground. I go there to have fun, and fun yeah. is going to a right winger and just picking them apart. Yeah, exactly. I I I see right wingers. You know, have you guys ever seen how a cat will play with a mouse it's caught? 
You know, it'll it'll play oh, yeah. with it. It'll let it get away and then, you know, grab it again. And then it finally gets bored and rips its head off. That's me, <laughs> that's me with a conservative. Uh, I, I generally don't rip the head off. I like to watch them bleed out slow. But that's just me. I, I'm a little more compassionate. I, I'm more merciful. Oh, I, I was going to say I'm the more merciful one. Letting them bleed out <laughs> is merciful? I want them to suffer. Oh, you're right. You're the more merciful one. Ending them pain quickly. Is, Thank right. you. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> apparently, your, you, I, I'll grant that you're. The, apparently, you don't know what mercy is. Oh, you've seen is. some of the stuff I've typed. Yes. I, I, no, no, no. I'm a I selfish think, bastard. <laughs> I'm going to I'm have to send you a copy of the Dictionotomy. Is that right? I should check my Dictionotomy. Uh-huh. And, and so. I just tend to stay away from all argument. I'll just sit back and... It's not worth it to me. <laughs> Your heart thanks you, Michelle. All right, we'll be right back after this with uh, some audio from the Pig Man. That's right, Rush Limbaugh, oinkity oink oink. Oinkity oink oink. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio. With Adam Hebert. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I think he's like the thing. He only imitates human behavior. He's not actually human himself. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Hi, I'm Tim Coromall, host of The Tim Coromall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare. You're listening to Mike Check Radio. With Adam Hebert. Who? The Jade Slayer. Master of pain. You may know me as the Beast of Vengeance. Uh, maker of Widows. <laughs> Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we are back. Join me as always out of the great city of... Oh, shit. Well, that's a cool sounding city. <laughs> we have <laughs> we have not been Watch recording out for the tourist traps. We have we, ju- we did not record the last segment, but thankfully I have a backup, so we're okay. Anyway, joining uh, so we we'll ha- we'll have a full podcast. But shit, I can't believe I did that. All right, uh, anyway, join me out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida. Uh, Miles Lagan, the GM, Galaxy Master of uh, Mike Check Radio. Indeed, here and I had something to say, and now it's gone. Oh well. Oop. All right. Anyway, also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM Michelle Legon. And that is me, and I am here. Yay! And also joining us, sitting in for both Kenny and John. Oh yes, John is out because uh, he has a migraine due to the fact that Missoula is literally, not figuratively, on fire. And Kenny is at a wedding with his lovely wife, the Susan, the Suze. Uh, so, uh, Caitlin Chris is uh, sitting in with us tonight. 
Yes, indeed. And he, as he as he refers to her, the prettiest girl in Cleveland, the prettiest girl in Cleveland, which is true. I've I've met her. You know, not not I I haven't been to Cleveland, but you know I'll take his word for it on that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, haven't met her, and I haven't been to Cleveland, so. Uh, but anyway, well, she they came to Chicago for a sexy liberal show once. Kenny gave me the Moab, the mother of all bear hugs. The H is silent. <laughs> mm. uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, also, don't forget that we, we will be on the air next weekend. I don't know about the 23rd. I believe Kenny will be running the show for the 30th. And I'll probably I'm gonna try and see if he might be able to squeeze me in, uh, so I if I get my press pass on TUTN, so I can tease the interviews I'll hopefully be getting because I've got a list, I've got a list of ten interviews that I want, and uh, I will be checking it twice, you know, so uh, including just announced Eric Roth who is the conductor for A New World, uh, which is a branch of Distant Worlds, music from Final Fantasy, which is conducted by his father, Ernie Roth, who, by a staggering coincidence, I once met at a concert meet-and-greet in St. Louis, Missouri, with the Japanese John Williams himself, Nobuo Uematsu. It was a fun time, and let me tell you, Uematsu-sama... Loves him some beer. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Me. Yeah, well, Me. I know you. Teetotalers of the world. Teetotalers of the world, unite! <laughs> Alright, so uh, let's talk about the pig man. Oinkity, oink, oink. <laughs> oh, boy. It's a pig that can talk like a person. It's I was going to my... ask you which one. <laughs> Rush Limbaugh. There's a talking pig here! Oh no, that's not it. Where is it? Oh no way! A pig talking like a person? That is more than I can handle, man. That's Where is the... Uh, there's a pig that can talk... It's a pig that can talk... Uh, well, anyway. I, I believe I've made my point. Who uh, had some thoughts about Hurricane Irma... You know, oh. can we make it a rule that any time Rush Limbaugh has thoughts, he should someone should just stuff a a you know a dirty sweat sock down his throat? Uh. Yeah, oh. but the problem is who who'd have to get that close to do it? I'm willing to take oh. the risk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll know, sign there, for the mission. I, I imagine there would be some volunteers. <laughs> I just think, I just think he should. I volunteer for a suicide mission, sir. I, I think you just have to final cast a, fa- a fact checker at the same time. That way, everything that he spews out is immediately correct. Just, just oh. do not stand downwind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's cut one wherein he says, "Hurricane Irma is a liberal." <laughs> Uh, no. Uh, Hurricane Irma... It, hurricanes are... Wait a minute. Irma Hurricane... Uh, Irma Gerd! Uh, are... Okay, there we go. Uh, it's a scheme by us evil liberals. That's right! We stole the plans to Cobra's weather dominator and built our <laughs> own. 
Uh, <laughs> he's all right. Who told Limbaugh about the fucking weather dominator? It's it's it. I I, I, it, I, I, I told you, Miles. That was a top. That was a top secret project. I know. I know it was. I must have spilled the beans on. No, he knows. Oh no, but I, I just have to ask his his mind. His, uh, what is his point? And uh, what I mean by that is, is he saying the hurricane doesn't exist? Yes. Or is he saying he's saying it's all that- a liberal plot? And, and as for what his point is, his point is that he's crazier than a crap fight in a monkey house. You are crazier so- than a crap fight in a monkey house. So he's not saying that liberals have the ability to control the weather. He's just simply denying that there's a record-breaking storm about to clock our state. Well, let's find out, shall we? Sure. Cut one. The reason that I am leery of forecasts this far out, folks, is because I see how the system works. Now, I don't mean this to be a personal attack on anybody. But the one thing that's undeniable throughout our culture is that everything has been politicized. And in that sense, much of our public information system, including from the government, from the drive-by media, has been corrupted. It has been corrupted by the individual biases and whatever present bigotry of the people who hold these positions. You can see it in the way the deep state deals with Trump. Uh, You can see it with the way the intelligence community and the Washington establishment deal with Trump. So in the case of a hurricane, what happens? Well, there are many levels here. When a hurricane pops up, and let's not, we can't forget Hurricane Harvey, because Hurricane Harvey and the TV pictures that accompany that go a long way to helping further and create the panic. Limbaugh listeners in Houston that were up to their waists in water that, you know, has, has got chemicals in it from the plants that are burning. <laughs> uh, listened to Rush and went, what? Hell yeah, I wanted to know about this so I could... <laughs> oh, here's, wow. here's the point Rush is trying to make. Asshole? No, damn it, that's not it. <laughs> I wanted my space ball. Where's my space balls drops? I, I don't know. If you sent me a, a picture of your um, rack, I'm, I might be able to find it for you. I'm not sending you... That is sexual harassment, and I don't have to take it. It was an if. <laughs> I just said if. I wasn't saying you had to. I was just was playing. Voluntary on, voluntary on your part? I'm uh, yeah. playing too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, everyone knows my favorite Mel Brooks movie is, of course, Spaceballs. And, you know, I, you know, it drives me nuts that the he's an asshole scene gets sense. What's the point uh, of running the movie if you censor the best part? Yeah, that's a fair point. I like, I like Blazing Saddles. That's my, uh... I, 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 love, I like, I like Blazing oh, Saddles, too, oh. but... Come on, space balls! You know uh, he's he's you know Gunner's oh. mate, first class Philip asshole. Come on! 
All right. <laughs> I'm just I'm just waiting for the part where Rush Limbaugh starts to laugh like the Joker. You do not interrupt Mark Hamill, Miles. Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill interrupts you on this program. It does. I will yield to the Mark Hamill every time. Um, But back to Rush when he talks about this agenda that is uh, being pumped out there because everything is politicized. And you'll notice that what he doesn't mention as politicizing uh, the system out there are his sponsors, like the big oil industry that are very keen on keeping the uh, climate change conversation squelched. So he doesn't mention how they are politicizing how they um, him, you know, he's the one that's politicizing this by not bringing up or or trying to to squelch the whole conversation of uh, badass. Well, like I like Rocket said, that is also true. Yep. (laughs) All right. Cut to go. Now, in the. Official meteorological circles, you have an abundance of people who believe that man-made climate change is real. And they believe that Al Gore is correct when he has written, and he couldn't be more wrong, that uh, climate change is creating more hurricanes and stronger hurricanes. And, of course, when Harvey hit, it was the first hurricane that had hit in 12 years. There haven't been more hurricanes, and they're no more dangerous than any others in previous years, but doesn't matter because the bias is built in. So there is a desire to advance this climate change agenda. And hurricanes are one of the fastest and best ways to do it. You could accomplish a lot just by creating fear and panic. You don't even need the hurricane to hit anywhere. All you need is to create the fear and panic accompanied by talk that climate change is causing hurricanes to become more frequent and bigger and more dangerous and you create the panic and it's mission accomplished, agenda advanced. Your ears are just a few plums short of a fruit pie. Matthew was last year. Sandy was five years ago. Irene was six years ago. Irene was six years ago because Irma took Irene's place in the hurricane name list. And now there will no, probably no longer be an Irma either. No, Irma will be retired. Jerk face. Not you, Limbaugh. <laughs> I think some people would, would argue with you on me being a jerk face. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excluding me from that designation, but that's neither here nor there. All right. Uh, so, of course, Rush Limbaugh, the next day... Two hit pieces in a row from the Washington Post today. Rush Limbaugh's Hurricane Survival Guide, Stop Buying Water and Don't Listen to the News. Neither of those two things did I say. I never got close to saying either, and no reasonable sane person ever would. So what did I say that has these people so discombobulated and upset? And I'm telling you, it all revolves around their politics. 
And I continually poke holes in their balloon about this, and they just can't handle it, and they go livid. All I do is identify what they're doing. They are the ones exaggerating. They are the ones using this destructive event, which is going to affect millions of people horribly. They are the ones using it to advance a political agenda, not me. And all I'm doing is pointing that out. And I'm simply explaining to people how it works. Everything has been politicized in this country. And when the left is behind that politicization, you have corruption. Yeah, because, What's that you know. Smell? That's some Bullshit. serious projection. Exactly. Serious projection. He's gone to plaid. They've gone to plaid. What the hell is that smell? <laughs> Bullshit? The, yeah. Burning the, yeah. The stench yeah. of conservative hypocrisy. Wow. All right, here's the last cut from this pig. There's corruption everywhere in our politics and is epitomized during national disasters and emergencies because the left is always working on moving their agenda forward, climate change, radical environmentalism. And so the occasion of this hurricane is an exciting thing for them. And simply to say that, just that, causes them to lose their grounding and their common sense. And when they lash out, they lie. And they say, as Al Roker did, that what I'm suggesting is near criminal. What I'm telling people is near criminal. Here's a summary of what I said. Miles, how excited are you about Hurricane Irma? Be honest. Don't don't um, lie, you liberal son of a bitch. I'm not excited. I, I want I don't want it. I want it to go away. Looks like uh, we're going to get some damage. I'm I'm not thrilled about what we're going to suffer. Uh, no, I am not a fan of, uh, you know, uh, uh, and, and, I, and I am a liberal. I'm a hardcore liberal. Yeah, you but... know, we yeah, we are all. Li Michelle, what about you? Don't lie now. Well, um, aside from the pounding headache and the sick feeling in my stomach and uh, the worry about family, friends, and people who live nearby, and uh, all the animals. Um, I'm feeling peachy. Oh God! <laughs> no, I'm I'm this 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 is scary. And, that, and I can you know, tell you, I I'm not excited about the prospect of maybe getting some of this weather. You know, it's like it's kind of like that scene in Ghostbusters. You know when 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 Ray chose the the formula, I didn't choose anything. <laughs> so I gotta ask, you know, and of course, as we mentioned, Rush Limbaugh, of course, the very next day after that second set of clips, uh, got got uh, um, airlifted out. You know, it it took a really big helicopter. That he, you know, he is one fat motherfucker. Uh huh. You know, he is to fat what I am to anger management. A man with breathtaking <laughs> anger management issues. Hey, at least I admit my faults. Hey, Adam. Yes. Do you th would you would you think that um, Rush Limbaugh sort of resembles Baron Harkonnen in David Lynch's version? Of oh. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh. 
but the Baron had uh, the Baron. Wait the Baron a minute! Had you haven't manners. seen Dune? No. <laughs> where's your Where's your Where's your nerd card? <laughs> where you can't get it. Oh my god! <laughs> I was three. I was three. No, wait. It came on eighty-three, Adam, right? Adam, three, three letters for you. D V D. But it came yes. on eighty-three, oh. right? It came on eighty-three. I have a DVD copy of it. <laughs> if it came on, I was two years old in eighty-three. Yeah, you can buy the DVD copy now. I bought it three years ago. <laughs> All right, I'll buy the damn DVD for fuck's sake. Just just rent it or Netflix it or whatever. But oh my god. I'm such a terrible person. I haven't seen uh, the wait. movie. Ha- have you read the book? <laughs> I started the audiobook a while back. Yeah, okay. even in the Dude. book he's described as um not Corpulent. skinny, shall we say. <laughs> you can, Do you not can... read the book first. Re- watch the movie, then read the book. And then after you watch the movie again, you can see how crappy the movie is. But the, the movie is awesome. The book is even better. But... Anyway, because the yeah. Sci-Fi Channel did a nice remake of it, really yes, nice. They did. Love that, that remake. The Sci-Fi Channel version I haven't seen, but I've I've seen the original, and it was my first exposure to David. I'll put it out. And it was a fun movie, but it <laughs> yeah, um, very fun. Definitely David Lynch. You could tell, especially in a lot of the cutaway scenes and stuff. All right. <laughs> I, I I will. We went off the rails. We are sorry. I, look, I will. I will. I will get a copy and watch it. <laughs> Yay! Okay. There. No, it's all right. You don't have to. It's it's fun to poke. I will watch. I, I will watch no, it. No, don't. I'm I'm giving you a pass. Do not. I, I want that <laughs> button to push. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake! You don't want me to watch the movie so you can continue to push my button. No, watch you, the movie I first and then read the book. Yeah. <laughs> I am a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> no, you aren't. Oh yeah. But as I, as I recall, even in the even even in the book, there was the description of the fact that let's just say the Baron wasn't exactly yeah, pretty much. He's fat. He's fat. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you guys are impossible to please. I say I'll see it. No, don't watch it. I'll give you a pass. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. What can I say? I, right. I put a picture of Mr. Harkonnen in the chat, Adam. You just pop that little image, and now you, you can see what we're talking about. Miles, and so there you are. Okay. Holy yeah, Miles, shit. I was more, I was more ta- I I was more talking about the physical description, not what he, not what not the whole facial thing. What yeah. happened to him? Oh the oh the whole thing excess. of him. Oh 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 it's oh oh. Just complete complete excess. No, I mean I what's what's. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> nasty oh. looking, isn't it? <laughs> it's a David okay. Lynch. 
it, that, in my opinion, it's a David Lynch thing. Yeah. He just made the excess and the evilness of the man uh, manifest in his physical appearance. Yeah, I got this. Whee! Nope, that's not it. Where did the... Uh, oh, crap. I, I just lost the uh, chat room. Yeah, so, yeah, Rush, Rush is definitely a corpulent, ugly creature. That's all I can say about him. That's about the <laughs> nicest thing you can say, say about him. <laughs> there you go. There he is in all his floaty glory. Oh, am I going to want to see this? And my mother is a something ditto head. You, so. Something you'll never be able to unsee. <laughs> okay. I think after that we're going to go to break and take a break. Purge <laughs> and uh, segue to nerd talk. Yay. Palate cleanser. Yes. Yes. It's sorely needed after those pictures. You're welcome. <laughs> 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 no, 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 don't play. Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, so we're, we're so um, we're gonna go to break. So the uh, this this week was the uh, 25th anniversary of the debut of uh, Batman the Animated Series. Uh, classic, you know it should be now that should be required viewing. Yes. yes. Yes, no. it should. That's the one with Mark Hamill, right? That's the one with Mark Hamill as a Joker, and uh, Kevin Conroy as a, he's Batman. Damn it! <laughs> I'll, I, I got to dig that clip. Uh, here it is. Batman. <laughs> Behave yourself. <clears throat> I mean, it, it had a huge cast, though. I mean, not just not just you know Mark Hamill. You know, Mark Hamill was the only big name. I, you had um, Roddy McDowell as uh, the Mad Hatter, uh, Hank and Sarah as Mister Freeze. I mean, you know, we'll we'll talk about. It. And then, of course, um, we'll talk about the Star Wars news and uh, my new obsession, Critical Role. So we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. I won't argue that it was a no-holds-barred, adrenaline-fueled thrill ride, but there's no way you could perpetrate that amount of carnage and mayhem and not incur a considerable amount of paperwork. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
show starts in three minutes. starts in two minutes. Show starts in one minute. show. There's a storm coming, all right. <laughs> and it's coming after you, people. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio. With Adam Hebers. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable. I can't take it anymore. There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great, Scott. I reject your reality and substitute my own. 
Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> there we go. All right. Anyway, <laughs> we are back for the final. <laughs> we are back for the, for the final hour here. I might check radio with Adam. He joined me as always. All the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida. Miles Lagon, the GM of Mike Check Radio. Yes, and with my nerd card up to date. <laughs> you know. You know what? <laughs> Fine. Take my goddamn nerd card. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. You get to hold it and, and wave it around. That's fine. I... <laughs> uh, I'll throw something at him for you, Adam. <laughs> Thank I, you, am, Michelle. Am I pushing your too hard? Uh, yeah, d- dial down the imping to like a, a five instead of an 11, okay? Sorry. <laughs> okay. Mm. Uh, also joining us out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, battening down the hatches, Michelle Lagon, the rogue DM. Hello, hello, and yes, I rule this house with an iron fist and a really mean set of dice. <laughs> and give her so... of pain and I'm sorry, never mind. <laughs> give her of pain and gold. And also it's, a, it's, a, it's a Star Trek reference. My sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that. But it's up on Netflix, so may I'll refresh my, my may I'll refresh. Anyway, also joining us at a uh, no wait, not you're not in Port St. Lucie, uh, Caitlin, Chris, out of Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> no, I'm not. If Tough. I was, I'd probably, I I might be tempted to go stand outside because yeah. I'm just that strange where hurricanes are concerned. Don't mind me. I'm just having a brain-related event. Do you smell toast? <laughs> well, no. The problem is, I've I've been fascinated and you know by hurricanes and like tornadoes since I was like seven or eight. My mom back then, my mom got me a set of books. One of them was on Mount St. Helens. The other one was on hurricanes and twisters. And well, that is that is so cool. Uh, tomorrow, <laughs> the wind's supposed to be really strong. So I'll, I'll give Michelle, you know, uh, get her iPhone camera up and uh, I'll go run out there in the driveway with, in, in 60 mile an hour winds. Oh, that that sounds cool. I do <laughs> not have an iPhone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you will take my picture in, 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 the, in the high winds, right? Yeah, I'm actually watching some of the rain outside now and it's going sideways. <laughs> it's not. We don't even we don't even have any heavy uh, winds yet. <laughs> this is scary. All right. Uh, so, uh, what should we do first? Do we want to talk about Batman the Animated Series or uh, Critical Role? Actually, let's do this. I think the Star Wars stuff will be will be the quickest. Sure. Yes. Agreed. Uh, so, 
the breaking news from uh, uh, I forget who had it, but um, basically, uh, Colin Trevorrow, Trevorrow, there, I got it, um, has been fired from uh, his position as director of uh, the final uh, installation of the Star Wars saga, the main saga. Um, damn it. <laughs> I forget where I was going with this. Uh, so, uh, he's gone, he's out, which, thankfully this happened, um, now, instead of, you know, down the road. I take it they, they've already started filming? Uh, no, they haven't started filming yet, as far as I know. Oh yeah, well that's the time to get rid of a director. <laughs> no, uh, no. So they're they're apparently the two top people on the list to uh, uh, su- succeed him are uh, Rian Johnson, who is directing The Last Jedi, and uh, who directed who directed the. Isn't Abrams? Yeah, yes, J.J. Abrams. Abrams. Thank you. J.J. Yeah. Abrams. Uh, so I, I will say this. I would love it if J.J. Abrams came back for the for the last episode. He had a great vision that paid off big time for the first one. And I'm not saying anything bad about Rian Johnson. I'm just saying that at this stage, I'd rather go with what I know worked than with what I'm not quite sure about. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I'd have no problem with J.J. Abrams. Um, or you know what? Uh, if the Last Jedi, you know, that's fine too. Uh, whoever the either one of those picks sounds fine to me. Do we well, know what the detail was that was causing the conflict for that led to uh, the fire? It was all we know is was creative di- uh, creative differences. Creative differences. Okay. Uh, so that's all we know. So. So are we talking like this This director wanted the Sith to sparkle? Uh, you know, who knows? The only man allowed to sparkle in my world is Alex Louise Armstrong, the strong arm alchemist. He's allowed to sparkle. Okay. Well, I, I, that was a reference to sparkling vampires. Well, I yeah. know that. I know that. Okay. I know what you meant. <laughs> Your nerd, your nerd cards Miles? not up to date. Awesome, awesome. No, no, that's good. Uh. <laughs> that that I came up with that joke directly as a response to Twilight. That the only man allowed to sparkle is Alex Louise Armstrong and Liberace. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, Liberace. Okay, okay. We'll 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 okay. we'll give Liberace an exception to the sparkle policy. Well, what yeah. about Barry Manilow? Oh, and Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, Miles, as the... As we love the, you, Adam. <laughs> at least someone in this world does. So, Miles, as, as, uh, as the GM Galaxy Master, you're a Star Wars fan. What's your take on this? What do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, if creative differences... If, if I am comfortable with how uh, Disney is handling the Star Wars um, universe. 
It is in their interest to make it appeal to more than just teenage boys. And so I don't know what these creative differences were, but they are really out there for mass market appeal. And I am all for, you know, well, one, I just love hearing the right wing cry when they're like, oh, they got a black stormtrooper. They got a female Jedi. They got a, oh, you know what? You guys can go. You know, just don't go see the movie. I don't want you while yeah. watching the movie while I enjoy it. So yeah, it's like but, yeah, it's like I'm when they complain. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm just saying I'm I'm happy with the way Disney's handling things. And if this uh, director wanted to do something that and Disney was like, no, we want this, then you know what? I I'm I'm cool with Disney's decision. Uh, I don't know the details, but you know what? I'm conf- I like the way Disney's handling it so far. So. Uh, you know, I'm not going to question their judgment on this. I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah. All right, uh, Michelle. What about you? Um, I'm content if if it's Abrams, that'd be great. I, I've, I've always really enjoyed his work. Um, he's done a really good job with, uh, as you said, the other one, and and he's just, I do enjoy just the Abrams flavor. So, and I can see, I can see, I can see it going real well. So I'm, I'm happy with the, the films, you know, so we, we shall see. Caitlin, anything, any thoughts? Uh, are you a Star Wars fan? Yeah, I'm just wondering, would Patty Jenkins be busy, you think? <laughs> no, I, will, I will say <laughs> yeah. this. I will say this. If they ever do like a Princess Leia prequel film, call oh, Patty oh, Jenkins. Yeah. Call yeah. Patty Jenkins. Yes, oh, yeah. definitely. I think also that if if Carrie Fisher were still alive to do the Princess Leia Center, well, I'm oh how rude of me, General Leia. I may actually have to revoke my own nerd card after that. That's General Organa. General Organa, General Leia, you know whatever. But the point is, is that um. If if Carrie Fish were still alive to do the the uh, General Leia centered version of Episode Nine that they were talking about, I think Patty Jenkins would be would be a good pick. Now I I still think she would be a fantastic pick, but it looks like they want to go with someone who's a known quantity. And since you know the reason why Rian Johnson is um you know being considered is Disney is reportedly very happy with how the last Jedi turned out. So cool. I'm still personally in favor of it being JJ Abrams because he hit it out of the park. He had a great vision, which was getting back the basics, which was basically practical effects were possible CGI when necessary. And that's the way star Wars should have been. Always. Yeah. Practice. I think the, the main problem with the first, with, with the prequel, um, that, the prequel trilogy that nobody really wants to acknowledge is that it was over dependent on CGI. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was way over dependent on CGI. So, and so I think that's why I really appreciated, um, uh, his, his, his vision, you know, he really won me over that, but you know, like I said, we'll see what happens. You know, uh, I, I will say, like I said, I, I would like it to be, uh, JJ Abrams coming back. That that's my personal preference. Cool. 
Yeah, uh, uh, just more stormtrooper bodies, please. You know. <laughs> well, when I say that, what I mean is, like in the in the prequels, when they had these big battle scenes, and you're like, where are the bodies? <laughs> where are the you know where they all just vanished. It's got an uh, anyway. I, I digress. All right. Well, yeah. Like I said, I will say that uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, Last Jedi we're gonna see a pretty dark film. But uh, I think well, it's gonna, I, I'm really in, excited. in keeping with. I mean, Empire was pretty dark too. So yes, well, I'm excited, it was... and I. But no, I was just gonna say it. It had to be because it was already a trilogy, and you wanted a major cliffhanger. Yeah, exactly. No, I think I think you're at, you are absolutely right. So, Can all right. Can... So, uh, what else did we have? Uh, I, all right, Batman let, Beyond. Yeah, no, no, just Batman. Batman the animated series. Yes, that's right. Oh, this that's w- the one that came before. Yeah, yeah. No, Batman. Okay, okay. Hold on. <laughs> I, I I got this. I got this. So, uh, this week in 1992, back when I was a wee lad of 11 years old, I hadn't turned 12 yet, uh, Batman the Animated Series premiered on Fox. And that basically started the entire DC animated universe. Without Batman the Animated Series... You wouldn't have Superman the Animated Series. You wouldn't have had uh, Batman Beyond, which was a brilliant take on extending the Batman mythos to the future. I I mean, Will Friedel as Terry McGinnis was brilliant. Getting Kevin Conroy back to an elderly Bruce Wayne was brilliant. It was just, I mean, it was a bit darker than, you know, than, you know, it was a bit dark for a cartoon, but it it really advanced mythos. And of course, Justice League. You don't have Justice League without Batman the Animated Series. Because, mm-hmm. but, you know, not only not only did Batman the Animated Series lay the entire groundwork for, um, you know, the DCAU, it basically changed how American voice work is done because with this series, you had Andrea Romano, who, as we mentioned uh, last month, retired due to... Uh, losing vision in one of her eyes. Although I was correct, she's hitting the con circuit, which is great. You know, um, you know, cool. I think that's great. Now that she doesn't have work, I, I think it's important for her to, you know, as long as she's able and willing to engage with the fans. You know, and, because she, she still has an important role to play. She can still encourage the next generation of talent. Uh, yeah. To, you know, to, to try, you know, to keep going. But anyway, so Andrea Romano had everyone recording ensemble, which basically means everyone was in the studio together recording their lines. And the best the best thing is that, of course, Mark Hamill is the Joker with his, you know, again, you cannot tell this is Mark Hamill, folks. <laughs> That's how great he was in that role. All right. Um... Everyone had to sit down except for Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill was the only person allowed to stand when delivering his lines. Huh. Cool. Interesting. You know, so, 
Um, but, you know, it, it basically revolutionized how you do voice work for American cartoons. So it's Standing, trem- oversitting? Well, no, no getting ense- everybody together. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. You Go know, ahead. ensemble yeah. casting. And so, you know, doing it, you know, having everyone in there together recording. Yeah, most of the time, um, these guys don't even see each other. Right. They're in different you studios know? and stuff. Yeah. So, again, it, it, it's a tremendously influential series for multiple reasons. I will also say that one thing it did really well was that it took a bunch of villains who were, you know, like, in the in the Adam West version, Mr. Freeze was just an ice-themed villain. And, you know, uh, Two-Face, you know, I don't think Two- Did Two-Face ever show up in Adam West's version of Batman? That I don't I honestly remember. don't remember. No, I don't think, I don't remember that. So he, they took these, they took these weird, you know, these, these campy villains <laughs> and really built them up. Like what they did with Mr. Freeze was brilliant. Getting them that tragic backstory. You empathize with him. He has every right to do what he did and to seek yes. revenge. He had, you know, you're like, he's got a point, Batman. And, you know, you're cheering for Batman, of course, because he's the hero. But at the same time, even Batman realized, played by Kevin Conroy, that Mr. Freeze had every right to want his revenge. William Shatner did Two-Face in an episode. Oh, okay. So, and of course, what they did with, with Harvey Dent in the series was brilliant too. You know, again, making him one of Bruce Wayne's closest friends and having Bruce having to have Bruce Wayne watch this terrible thing happen to his friends and his friend and his slide into insanity. I mean, you know, well, it, it was really oh, well done. Uh, I, I just wanted to point out real quick for you, Adam. I, I know it was before you were born, but William Shatner played Captain Kirk in the original Star Trek. I know that. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Very good, very good. Come on, I've got got his, probably what is his most iconic line in my box. You can just tell me to shut up anytime. Yes, great one. I'm just pushing your buttons again. I'm really sorry. Sorry, After the show, show, you're going to have some very deep hurting. Deep hurting. Deep hurting. I will assume the position voluntarily. <laughs> anyway, so uh, you know, so, so what do you, Caitlin, Chris? Did you grow up watching uh, Batman the Animated Series? I have to admit, I only watched a couple of episodes, but that was mainly because I was too busy watching Animaniacs at the time. <laughs> well, you know, hello, <laughs> nurse. Yeah. Yes. Another tremendous, another tremendously uh, influential cartoon. Yeah. Of course, as we yeah, mentioned, I, I was I was I was totally an, an Animaniacs fan because, well, the Warner kids were just right up my alley, and they still are. But I mean, when 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 the show first came out, they were definitely right up my alley. Yeah, and of course, Rob Paulson, the voice of Yakko Warner, uh, recently uh, kicked cancer's ass. You know. Very cool. Yeah. Good for him. So, yeah. So, yeah, uh, but uh, what about you, Michelle? Oh, I watched anything and everything that had to do with any comic book type hero 
you know, um, hell, 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 I even used to watch G.I. Joe and all that stuff. So, yes, I, I was exposed to them quite uh, I quite watched, extensively. Yeah, I watched that. I watched Transformers. I watched Robotech. I watched Voltron. Yeah. I thought there was more. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I thought there was more coming. No, no, I, it, it's just a matter of I, I, I can probably remember more later, but at the same time, it's it's a matter of I remember watching. Remember when Super Friends first came on, like way back? Oh, yes. I think that's. I watched before. those too. Meanwhile, at the uh, meanwhile, Aquaman made toast. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Kenny uh, shtick. Classic Super Friends. I was gonna. Uh, I can't find. I can't find my Optimus Prime drop. I thought I had my. I thought I had one shell stand, one shell fall somewhere. Oh. Autobots roll out, something like that. No, no, the one shell stand, one shell fall from Transformers the movie, which traumatized yeah. children. Who okayed killing Optimus Prime? <laughs> Wow. It's a great idea. Go. No, no. Here's the thing. You you mentioned someone mentioned GI Joe earlier. Did you know yes, that, was just... that th did you know that they originally planned to kill Duke in that in GI Joe the movie, and that because there was so much anger about them killing Optimus Prime, that they redubbed the movie to have it be that Duke falls into a coma and then later wakes up. Oh, they pulled. Yeah. They pulled a Dragon Ball Z. You know, he he's going into wow. another dimension. Wow. <laughs> I'm not. I, I bullshit you not. I I'm that's, not making. You know. Yeah, that's wow. <laughs> I I wouldn't have been that unhappy about Duke's passing. Now Snake Eyes. I love Snake Eyes. Man. Snake Eyes is too badass to die. You you know how that works. I'm just saying. You know. I, I, I do. Yeah. Totally understand. We're right yeah. there. We're together. We're in agreement. All right. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, happy birthday. You know, great, great. You know, I will say, you know, like I said, Kevin Conroy is my Batman. Mark Hamill is my Joker. Uh, Phil Lamar is my Green Lantern. Go, John Stewart! Carl Lumbly <laughs> will, will always be my Martian Manhunter. Of course, Susan Eisenberg, the best animated Wonder Woman. All right. I have to be careful because some people... How dare you exclude Linda Carter? That's why I said animated, animated. Wonder Woman. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I, I believe me. You know, can you? I I would love to be able to get an interview with Susan Eisenberg. <laughs> well, she won't be at the sexy liberal tour, so sorry. <laughs> You're really failing me here, Miles. Uh, hey, you know, I can't be in two places at once. That's a science thing. Damn it! Physics. God damn <laughs> laws of physics. Just like you can't. Just like two. Just like two things cannot occupy the same place at the same time what yep yep <laughs> all right yep. this is getting ridiculous here goddamn laws of physics 
All right. We are inconvenient sometimes. Yeah, uh, yeah. No one thinks about what the impact of laws of physics has on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll talk about my my new obsession, Critical Role. Really yeah. enjoying it. I, I've only, I'm only just finishing. I I'm only just finishing up the first. You know, like I I watched bits and pieces of other episodes, but I'm just finishing up the first episode because they are long. Not that I'm complaining. It's just you know it's hard to sit. It's hard to, to go through them all in one, one um. One oh go. yeah, I have uh, to go back and rewatch them because I I have bad short term memory, so I've lost a lot of who, the information that I saw. Um, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why I can never remember names. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. It fought like a demon, big and furry, soft and squishy, Ugh, kind of plush and cuddly. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and be sure to listen to my music program, The Night Show, every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. The Night Show features a broad selection of eclectic music from my personal library, as well as your requests. So be sure to visit IndieMediaWeekly.com and find the tab for The Night Show. Join the chat and submit your requests every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern on The Night Show. Only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com for those who dare. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Superpowers, got any? Well, um, I can eat my own weight in ding-dongs. Uh, I can turn red traffic lights green just by staring at them. And I can do an oil painting with my butt. That's enough to get you on this show. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. All right. We are just about uh, we are just about done, but uh, we got one more segment to go, and so uh, join me as always, a man who can eat his own weight in ding dogs and other tasty confections, Miles Legon. Yes, and I'm working towards one point two five my weight. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Michelle, a woman who can make red traffic lights red traffic lights turn green just by staring at them. Yes, and it's very, very useful when you're going out grocery shopping. Yes, yes. And finally, Caitlin Chris out of Des Moines, Iowa, how are your oil paintings doing? You know, I've never actually tried doing one with my butt. Maybe I should try that. 
<laughs> you know, it, it could work. I mean, people have bought, you know, paintings that were sneezed out by an elephant. No, I'm just more th- more thinking, um, who is that guy that looks like the, um, looks, looks like his paintings are basically he threw up on them? Jackson H- Pollock? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's also Picasso, who John Picasso. is very, yeah. very fond of. Picasso. <laughs> John is very oh. fond of Picasso. Oh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> what was that beep? Oh. Uh... Who knows? I think you got mentioned in the chat room. Oh. Well, yeah. let's take a look see. All right. So, Cat uh, yes. says... That beep was you. <laughs> I've got the beep. I've got the beep. I've got the beep. Yeah, I, 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 listen, I'll watch more because I, I really want to get, a, a, you know, as many episodes as possible under my belt before AWA. So I have something else talk about with Laura Bailey and uh, Travis oh. Willingham other than anime, you know. Like I said, I'm hoping maybe to get them on the Talk Nerd Shop with us sometime. You never know. Oh, yeah. God. If you, you know. do that, then I'm going to have to watch him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He's on my evil plan. Oh, boy. <laughs> my only problem with the whole show is that because there's all such talented act voice actors and, and such like that, it kind of makes me feel inadequate in my DMing style. Oh, don't. <laughs> I just tell a good story. I just, I can't do the voices. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Although Miles, Miles does a great deep dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> I know the sketch she's talking about. I, yes. I had a fun time with that one. <laughs> yeah, kiss like a girl. Funny. <laughs> uh, two male dwarves going at it, uh, really, and with tongue. Oh yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't need to go on. <laughs> I can tell you the story later, but <laughs> All right. or if you just want to kill time, I'll tell you the story now. No, uh, no, hon. No, what's the story? I'm ca- <laughs> you can't just drop that bomb and run. Okay. All right, so the the party is had gone back in time, and they were looking for the problem for why they got sent back in time. And they came across this group of dwarves, these dark dwarves, and the party had a dark dwarf in it, as, long, as well as some other races like Cobalt and Dark Elf, etc. So they meet this group of dark dwarves, and they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. They're playing baseball with diamonds. Um, they're playing... The, the, the two dwarves are just, two male dwarves are just at, flat out just making out. Um, I'm trying to remember, but they were crazy. It was like really random, weird stuff. Like, didn't make any sense at all. And so everyone looked to the player that plays this dark dwarf as being like, okay, these are your type of people. You deal with them, you know? And he's looking at what's going on, and he, it's not making any sense to him intentionally. And, and uh, you know, and in the description, I said the two male dwarves that were kissing... They, they stop kissing for a moment, and the one says, yeah, kiss like a girl. And the other one said, no, I don't. I don't kiss. No, I don't. And it's like, yeah, you do. 
It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'll show you. And they begin kissing again. So th- that's the skit on on that. And so this, this Dark Dwarf player is like, no, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to get involved with this. And hey, he was uncomfortable. I don't know why, but you know, he was a married man. But anyway, it, it's <laughs> it was funny for me. <laughs> So that, well, it's that, always that, uncomfortable to try and break up lovers' quarrels, you know. Yeah, well, they were the, the, <laughs> the, the dwarves were under the effect of a um, psychosomatic drug or you know whatever, which was making them act this crazy. And so he's like, they didn't want he didn't want to be anywhere involved with it. But uh, the hero, the, the party saved the day. They saved the, well, they killed all the dwarves, but that's that's another story. Anyway, well, all right. So my new obsession is uh, Critical Role, um, and thankfully it's in a audio podcast because I can you know listen to it at work. You know I can download and listen to it at work. So, but no, I'm really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun, and uh, you know I've got a lot. I've got a newfound respect for uh, Matt Mercer. Uh, he he's really skilled at what he does, and uh, like I said, I you know I'm 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 really trying to watch as much of it as possible because um if i do i'm, I'm assuming i'm probably going to get my press pass again I, I you know if i don't i'll be tremendously disappointed but um how uh just a quick question on that how you've gotten it before right yes so how much time how much warning do you typically get that I, you've you been know, approved I don't know, because I asked on the last day of pre-reg last year. You know, I sent an email and they approved me right away. Seriously? Seriously? The, the day that the, you told me they expect you to be there on Thursday to pick it up and they informed you No, that day? you're not listening. I'm the not. La- oh, oh, okay. Pre- uh, uh, you know, the, the last day of, you know, I wanted to have my pass mail to me. So that's a month out from the convention. So last oh, day, I'm sorry. That's what I missed. Okay. The last day I, you know, of that period, I emailed him and he answered like within, by the end of the day, I, I'd had an email. So I'm assuming, you know, and usually, it, you know, as long as you do what you're supposed to and you don't piss off the talent, you're in. You know, and I took, I was very... He said I might have been a bit too reserved and that I shouldn't be letting people know that this is my first time. It's like, well, you know, I, I, I don't see an issue in being honest. It was my first time. Mm. You know, I mean, I've been doing this radio show for five years and I've done What's... I've done live interviews before, but never have I done done any live interviews face to face with some with prominent people. You know, like Lex Lang is a legend in the anime business. He's been he's been dubbing since he I mean since the nineteen nineties. Was this guy present during your interviews? Who? The press the guy, guy that said you shouldn't. The guy that said you shouldn't be so reserved. No, but uh, you know, he heard he overheard me talking to one of them before we started, and you know that's when he heard me mention that uh, you know this was my first time doing this oh. stuff. So in that case, he was present. Yeah, it was in the press room, you know, in the in the main okay. press room. Okay. There's okay. basically the press room, which functions as kind of a green room for the talent. Although they did let me eat a sandwich um, at the end of the day just to get rid of it, you know. Um, there's so it functions as you know, like I said, it's where you go to wait for your interview, you know, for the person you interview. Right. And then there's the cool. other, there's the room next door, 
which is where, you know, you, you go in there when they're ready. So usually what I'll do is he'll send you in there about five minutes before the scheduled interview to get set up. Anyway, okay. I, I'm going to try. I'm really enjoying it. I'm go, I, I will say the one I really, uh, you know, I have trouble liking is Scanlan. The bard, the gnome bard. Uh-huh. <laughs> you gnomist. Yeah. I like Pike! <laughs> I'm not a gnomist. If I was a gnomist, I wouldn't like Pike. Okay. But, um... Yeah, it's, it's, a fun, it's a fun show. It's just like I said, I can tell you this, it's going to be extremely difficult for me to watch live on a regular basis just because like i said the episodes are three to four hours long and i understand why i mean role-playing sessions are long but i'll definitely be watching them as uh, watching as much of them as possible uh for research purposes for my anime con um and like i said if we're really lucky laura laura bailey and uh and or travis willingham i'm sure that if i get one i can get the other <laughs> they, cool. they, they are they are married after all it can't be that hard well, yep but see this is why i took it so seriously last year it's you know i now have my foot in the door i now have a reputation you know like like you oh. know for, for all i know someone could go to lex Lang and say you know i got the, i got you know call lex Lang. i got an interview with this adam hebert guy you sat with him last year right he says yeah i had I, he was a nice guy that that helps you know what i'm saying yeah. So. Yep. Cool. My my one regret about last year was that I didn't ask for an interview with Sandy Fox because when they said that she was the voice of Sailor Chibi Moon, I assumed they meant the original dub, which I'm not a fan of. So you didn't do your research. <sighs> yeah, I guess you could put it that way. Yes. Okay. I should have done my research. I knew she was married to Lex Lang. I'm not trying to throw you under the bus. I'm just listening to what you're saying. Then why I'm do just... I hear... Why yeah. am I feeling wheels over my back? I'm just saying, I'm uh, from what you said, I'm like, okay, then you're implying that this happened. And you admitted, yes, that did happen. I'm like, okay. It that, doesn't help. It doesn't help that they didn't list it as the redub. That they listed as Sailor Moon, uh, you know, Sailor Moon S, nineteen ninety three, which is when it ran okay. in yeah. Japan. Okay. All right. I'll I'll get a big eraser out and erase the tire treads off your back. It's good. We're good. But uh, no, I, I'm almost done with episode one. I think I've got like ten minutes left. They're they're uh, currently unstitching the five head and naga thingy. Unstitching. So, okay. It's stitched together. I, I I don't know how else to describe it. Sounds like a spoiler, but good. Yeah, go for it. <sighs> Miles, there's so much content in those things. I'm you teasing. won't be spoiled by proceed, anything. Proceed. It's <laughs> okay. But no, I really like I really like how you know. They, they seem to, you know, first of all, they're clearly enjoying themselves. But I also like the fact that uh, they, they also try and be funny. You know, they try and amp up the, the comedy. Like the bar fight yes. with Trink, like the bar fight with Trinket, the giant bear. <laughs> mm. Cool. 
you're gonna have to start watching, Miles. That's all there is to it. Is there was the is the bar fight in the first episode? Yes. I think that's probably when I stopped watching. What is wrong with you? I just was like, are you kidding me? A bar fight? That was so cliche. I was like, oh, you know, I four hours. I'm like, okay. It's uh, not a four hour long bar fight. No, it's not. I agree. I just, you know, I was, I was. What is wrong with you? What's wrong? There's nothing wrong with me. He has so me. much on his plate right now to watch and to take care of too. So I have I have a limited amount of time. I do. I only have 24 hours in a day. I have to decide how it's spent. And the, this show didn't make the cut. I have lots of other things to do with it. Sorry. Are you saying show, my you know, program isn't my priority? No, I'm here. It is a priority. Oh, oh, oh! You're talking about Critical Role. Yes. You yes. Know, uh, Miles, it, it, it's a podcast now, too. You can download the audio and listen to it say, while you work, instead of whistling while you work. Listen while you work. Yeah. <laughs> I could. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, do, do not... Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. Uh, I could. It's tempting. <laughs> he's so, he's like, to... I and... could do that, but I'd rather drill right into my molar. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them are crowned, but yeah. Mm. Mm. It would Where still be. We? I'm pretty sure it would be painful, Miles. You're drilling right no, into no, your molar. Your your intention is clear. <laughs> so, Caitlin, what about you? Uh, you know, would would this be something you'd be interested in? Um, I suppose I could possibly give it a try. I haven't. I, prior to you mentioning it, I'm not even sure I'd heard of it, to be honest. Yeah, Geek and Sundry's got a lot of nice programming, and and Critical Role is really really cool. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I, I'll probably, you know, I can probably give it a tr give it a shot, give it a shot at least, because, like I said, prior to you mentioning it, I hadn't even heard of it. Yeah, like I said, it's just, I mean, I've always been amazed at what these people can do with their voices, especially since, like I said, my repertoire is very limited. I've got, I've got my Yoda. I, I, I a Jason Yoda, I do, yes. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I'm, I, I'm refining my bullwinkle. Nothing up my sleeve. Presto. Um. And of course, there's I can do some of Maxwell Smart's catchphrase like "missed it by that much," so, but that that's about it for me. You know, I don't have half. I don't have a tenth of these people's talent. Yeah, find, I'm, like, I'm nowhere close. <laughs> you know, I can't do voices, but they managed. Like I said, I I will say I think probably my favorite character. It's it's probably Grog. <laughs> I've got an intelligence six. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yes. Famous last words. Okay. I I uh, uh, yeah okay. I play silly characters, um, even with their high intellect. Sometimes, well, yeah, no, I go with quirky. I'm a quirky player. 
Yeah. You're welcome, sweetie. There's uh, nothing uh, wrong with that. <laughs> we had a Savage World game in Deadlands that um, it's basically a Wild West with a whole bunch of supernatural crap happening in it. And he played a, a, a pastor, a preacher, that um, was insane and believed that God was a great puppy. And, you know, his, his holy, his, the, whole, the holy items were things like bacon. <laughs> bacon, the most holy of foods. Yes. All right, I got to share, share this story. Okay, so one of the things I did when I was younger, I like early 20s was, uh, this is how I met Rob Poole and Wes Garskadden, by the way. We used to work together to try and develop a fi- a paper and pencil tabletop Final Fantasy RPG. Okay, that's oh. tough work. And uh, you know, unfortunately, it's gone now. You know, it, I, I'm sure copies survive somewhere because does the internet ever truly forget? No. No. But um, <laughs> we were play testing. And one of the other devs who goes by the name M, I'm not, I know his full name, but I'm not going to say it because uh, I don't know if he'd be okay with me saying it on the air. But um, he came up with a character that basically mocked shitty translations, which was Uh-oh. the which was the in thing at the time. You know, this was before they really started learning how to translate right. So. It was a dark night. I, I, I think his name was Hayes. So it was a dark night. And he was absolutely incomprehensible. And <laughs> M, M would accomplish this, fa- this, this, this part of his character by typing out what he was going to say in regular English. Okay? Uh, understandable. And then he would run it through several different languages on Babelfish and then back to English. <laughs> and oh, then he wow. would do stuff like swap the R's and the L's. <laughs> so so like he would do black wave instead of black wave. <laughs> okay. And Very I remember nice. I could not stop laughing my ass off because like I said, he <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, those, those sorts of characters are always fun. Um, you know, and so I kind of like, I tend to play mine a little too serious. (laughs) Oh yes. Michelle's all about the serious. Well, (laughs) all right. Her Star Star Wars character is just deadly. Oh, Oh, and she is not a nice person. She's She's not evil. She's the but Star she's Wars equivalent nice. of she's the Star Wars equivalent of Gamora, basically. Mm, no. no, she's very intelligent. She's the Doctor. Yeah. Uh, like for remember, like the Doctor in Star Trek, not not the one after Crusher, and then Crusher came back. Uh-huh. The last yeah, one. yeah, I, that sounds right. I can't even remember. Well, you just said yeah. she was deadly, uh, so I pictured Gamora being the deadliest woman in the galaxy. Oh, I'm sorry. In Star Wars, Gamora is the pig creature. The pig. Gamorian. Now whose third card is getting confiscated, motherfucker? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. 
Yeah, no, I, I might, yeah, I tend to be very intricate in, in backgrounds and personalities, and I have a hard time playing it very light. Uh, I kind of Although like... I, had a, I had a pedal. I had a, a little fairy-type character once that was absolutely crazy, and she was fun to play. I kept wanting to put people to sleep. I kept yep. coming up to people and going, you look like you could use a nap. You're frowning too much. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So. Well, like I said, uh, so that that was fun. And, of course, I've done some role-playing before. I did, um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying the series. And uh, I can't wait to see more of it. And, uh. Learn more about the adventures of Vox Machina. And I just sucked the oxygen right out of the room. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I'm fine. That's like my superpower. (laughs) I do like the fact that they're playing around with Vecna. That's always a fun, uh, fun creature to, oh darn it hold on what's what's a vecna i i i i guess she'll tell me when she gets back vecna was that the lich there are some artifacts of vecna a hand of vecna eye of vecna that's the one i recognize out of the name uh, she we'll may wait be for her to get back else. but i've done i did um i what i would do for for like i'm i'm personally into freeform role playing, no no dice. It's all about the story. And but what I would do is I would flip through D and D books to get ideas. And one of them was an, an elven engineer who you know, and, and I like I took some liberties, but it was an elven engineer who you know. I have an affinity for for you know playing younger characters because I hate being an adult. <laughs> okay. So he he was in you know he was the elven el, elvish equivalent of like you know mid teens you know so about fifteen, and he he basically you know he made a living fixing stuff, and uh, he he was one of the few people who actually had a gun. Not of course a modern gun, but you know uh, he basically he could you know um so like a I said D&D that's gun. Uh, not, uh, it was more, it was, the, the primary idea for this, the execution of it came from D&D, but the primary inspiration for it was, um, Luca from Chrono Trigger. Oh, so, okay. So, that kind of time period. And I do apologize for that random noise in the background. That was our, uh, weather alert going off, telling us that there's a tornado warning in the area, so... Oh dear! So, what, what was this you were telling us about now? A, ve- a vect? Vecna. Vecna. Vecna is Vecna is an old entity from the old, from the beginnings of D and D, and he was, you know, one of the big boogie lich nasty deity types, that, you know, and he had like artifacts that were spread all over the world. They were nasty, nasty artifacts. Kind of like and horcruxes. Yeah, this really creepy ass stuff, like the hand of Vecna and stuff like that. It was just really, really creepy stuff. And it's really nice to see that old influence, you know, in in, in a more you know in in a more uh, modern rule set, which is cool. That I, I really like that. 
Yeah, Vecna is Vecna is nasty. Old Greyhawk stuff. Oh, I'll have to look yep. it up. But... It's in Wikipedia. Yeah, V-E-C-N-A. So, um, yep. I'm, I really... I, I, D&D was one of the things that actually gave me a lot of pleasure in a, a lot of very rough periods in my life. So it was... It, it's something that I will always be, always enjoy. And I make my campaigns from scratch. You know, I use pre-made settings, but I always, you know, make up my own, my own NPCs, my own storylines and things like that. So, and everything that, when we do start up my game, you guys will, it, it's all stuff specifically for the game. So I just hope you guys enjoy it whenever the storm goes by and we have a, you know, a life again. <laughs> We're probably boring everybody to tears. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just curious. You know, I'm, you know. I'm not bored. I'm, just, I'm just thinking about the fact that I, sort of, fell out of role playing games because I was doing an online email one when I was when I was in college. But we're talking, you know, early '90s. But, you know, my life took an abrupt left turn, and since then, I, I, I think it's a matter of I fell out of it, but. I enjoy watching other people play and listening to other people talk about it. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's just, a, it's, it's, it's a great creative outlet too, for a lot of people. So I do enjoy it. And that's the important part in my opinion. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Keeps me sane. Yeah. Well, I said, so yeah, my, my half elf, my not half elf, el, uh, elf engineer was always fun. You know, and that the 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 rules in that were kind of bent to be you know slightly steampunk, so he actually had new stuff to fiddle with. Mm. Well, that's that, cool. That was a long time ago. I mean, I still kind of okay. I kind of thought about remaking him in Pathfinder, you know. But... Yeah, you'd like the 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 Eberron setting because the Eberron's got a lot of things like airships. And they have um, a, a race of creatures called the Warforged, which are basically just, you know, living uh, uh, metal, almost almost like robots, but they're living creatures, kind of like a golem, but with intelligence and stuff. And you know, they have, uh, you know, it's 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 the the, the new worlds they've come up with are absolutely amazing. What was the name of that world again? Just like Harrison? Eberron. E B E E yeah E B E R R O N. I believe that is correct. Yes. Yeah, the Warforged are cool. The Changelings are cool. Not Changelings. Shifters. Something like that. Well, we'll Shifters, talk about that. Yep. We'll talk about that in the post show. For now, I guess we should wrap up. All right. Yep. So don't forget Midnight Sun tonight. Uh, I work tomorrow, so there will be no Omake. We had a lot of fun last week, though. I went until I think about two, two, two thirty in the morning. Uh, but you know, I always enjoy doing that. You know, even if there's only one or two listeners, you know, uh, I still enjoy it. So, but uh, yeah, no theme tonight, and no Omake. Um, cool. But uh, we'll we'll have some fun. All right. Uh, so yeah, don't forget the other shows. And uh, thanks everyone. For, I like to thank uh, John Kendall 
uh, well, I'll do that. But anyway, parting shots. Uh, Miles, what do you got for us? Uh, there's a storm coming, and it's coming for us. <laughs> uh, actually, no, it's coming for you, Adam. There, you're, you just now, I think, your uh, enterprise is now in a um, tropical uh, storm warning. I think you just had that issued recently. At least that's what I've, I saw on the uh, weather thing. So uh, hopefully it'll just, uh, you know, just slowly dissipate itself over land and not, well, it's going to, it's going to cause pain. It's inevitable. You know, it's going to get, it's going to get stronger. I don't know what to tell you. It's, uh, it's rough, but, um, I don't know how, how I'm going, my work schedule may become total crap, um, in the future, you know, for the next couple of months, the storm does a lot of damage. So, you know, if I work until 12 hour days, you're talking seven to seven. You know, and that's including Saturdays, so I may get home a burned-out husk. So, you uh, enjoy me while you can, because uh, after tonight, uh, all bets are off. So, I, I, Well, it looks like it's going to miss Port St. Lucie, so hopefully we won't have to worry about it. Hopefully. Yeah, well, there's, this is a big storm, too, so there's I, I still expect us to be getting a lot of wind. Yeah, well, I was, yeah, about, to, I was but... about to say, Ir- Irma's bigger than, well... Irma's it, twice as twice the size of Andrew, and yes, Andrew was almost, was almost the width of Florida. So, yeah, but it's also down your... the cat. It's also down the category three by now, isn't it? Yeah, but it's over ninety degree water. Yep. So it can strengthen again, and we have another advisory coming at eleven, I think. Yep. Yes. All right. Well, hopefully everything goes okay. I think you'll be okay, Miles. I won't worry too much. Well, I mean, uh, worry, but him. you know. No, I shouldn't encourage people to worry. We'll be fine. I'm just talking about my time after the storm passes may be seriously taxed. We shall see. Yeah, because of, yeah, those those are rough. Damage does a lot of. Just saying. All right. I'm Uh, done. I'm done. Okay. Okay. Uh, right, right. Uh, Michelle, parting shots, what do you got for us? Um, my only thoughts is anybody that's in the path of the storm, be safe. Even if you're not in the path of the storm, path of, ah, path of the storm, be safe. Um, there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to be hurting. And, you know, and if this gets back out into the Gulf after messing up Florida, it could be even more catastrophic. People who are already, you know, uh, flooded out, loss of homes. You know, there's, there's, these storms are scary. And when you look at the pictures of three storms, three powerful storms in the same photograph, it, 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 there are hardly any words for it anymore. I mean, if people want to deny that our weather is changing and becoming more catastrophic, you know, let them deny all they want, but you've got to look, you know, facts are facts and you have to look at this and, and know something's up. Oh, That's yeah. it. All right, Caitlin, thanks for sitting in for John and Kenny today. We, re- we certainly appreciate it. Not a problem. Uh, what's your parting shot? You parting shot. Same thing I said on um, reverse calling last night on turn up the night. I think Irma's going to deep throat Florida. Oh, no. 
<laughs> I did not need that mental image, but thank you anyway. <laughs> All right, so Kenny will be back next week. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen after that. Uh, he said something about being willing to run a show while I'm at AWA, which I will be a part of. I just, you know, there will be a, a possibly angry toddler in the room. So uh, I'll have to see what I can find, uh, where I can. Uh, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try and have some definitive uh, answers next week. Uh, in the meantime, everyone have a great weekend. Thank you for lis- uh, for listening. I want to thank John Kendall, Rob, uh, no, what, not Rob Poole, <laughs> Miles Lagan, Michelle Lagan, uh, Kenny Pick, and Caitlin Chris, and uh, all my lovely lists. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. What? Coffee County, Alabama is under tropical storm warning until further notice per National Weather Service. Yeah. <laughs> I just told you that. Welcome to the family. <laughs> being told that and reading it are two different things. All right, we got to oh, go. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on. I, this is the first time. I mean, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Well, let me see here. Coffee County, Alabama. Yeah, it's uh, it's never fun to hear that sort of <laughs> <laughs> Miles, has anyone ever told you you're a bastard? Yeah, yeah, more than once. <laughs> Although I have to say, cats want better. I'll get you next time, Gadget. Next time, we'll be back next week. Well, Miles may not. <laughs> No, but, I may not. No. But Michelle will, right, Michelle? I hope so. <laughs> All right, everyone. Stay safe. Stay frosty. Bye. Time for go to bed. All right, it is late. Shall we retire? Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye to you all. I'll never forget you. Live in peace. Goodbye, all. Stay happy and good luck. On our way to great adventures. Get out of here. Worm. Push the button, Frank. I'll get you next time, Gadget. Next time. Visitors, thank you for your attendance.